everyone. Welcome to a new interview of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren and I have some special guests with me today. I have Margot and Emily of Old Millennials Pod. Hello. Hello. I'm really excited to talk to you because just the name of your podcast immediately drew me in because like I am old and I am an old <laughs> millennial because I think I'm a tad older than you. I'm the Xennial generation. I'm like kind of late Gen X but technically a millennial. So I'm like, I know everything they're talking about. This is cool. (laughs) This is super cool. We just discussed, or I had a a talk with a friend of mine who I thought was a millennial the whole time, but he's like, no, I'm a millennial. I was born in 83. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's my year. Yeah, 83. Yeah. That's cool. I had no idea. And someone... Someone overheard and they're like, oh, like you're closer to Gen Z. He's like, no, Gen X the other yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not Gen Z. Like I've talked to, it's so weird. I've talked to some people that are Gen Z and stuff and I'm like, they wish that they were like our generation. It's weird that they're like, I'm like, yeah, we don't wish you, we were you. Like, I, no. don't, ever, no. I don't ever wish that, no. that I knew like this total internet digital world. Like that's my life. I... And they're like, I wish I knew what it was like to like, talk on the phone and then kind of like not make plans and just kind of like be like hey we'll show up at three and then that's where you are at the movie we, theater i was like yeah we were afforded a privilege to be a hot mess with no cameras no <laughs> yes. digital life or footprint i mean well well, well i have a facebook album sure 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 okay the, 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 that was really the extent of it was like a yes. hundred photo facebook album with like a really basic title, like oh, uh, I have one for you. It was AMFs at Kips, <laughs> Adios motherfuckers at Kips, and it was like a hundred blurry photos of all of us wasted at this terrible college bar. Yeah, and they would be uploaded Sunday morning, and you just have to accept a bunch of tags while you're. Yeah, oh my god! And you're like, oh, I don't remember seeing. I don't know why I'm there. Except this, like, tagged you in this photo, in this photo, in this photo, in this photo. Like, what? What, what, what? And so, yeah, the only time I was ever, I ever felt anxiety about my social media presence (laughs) in the early, in my early 20s was when I was applying for jobs about to graduate college. And that was when they freaked everyone out with, they'll check your thing. That was, but that was the most anxiety I ever felt in that time of my life on social media for the most part. Depending on what job you were applying for that was true because a, a friend of mine her dad used to work for the government and one of our old uh, high school friends had applied for a government job and he was going through his facebook page and found one of him smoking weed and was like rejected oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, and that was 2009 yeah. yeah we didn't know that you like it's going to be on the internet forever or like mm-hmm. you know, well i guess we did a but little we were, like, bit well whatever like who cares who's gonna find this what's the internet anyway yeah yeah that's true what is it it's just a place that we go <laughs> on their computers it's true yeah we were like what oh god but yeah i mean it is cool that we live in both worlds and we live in like we have so many touchstones that are together and that are like cross we have a lot of crossover on basically we talk about movies but other stuff too but you guys talk about everything which i think is cool but where did the how the podcast start like where's the nexus of all this yeah we used well, to like, like all good podcasts we were drunk at a party and we were introduced that's, yeah <laughs> that's exactly it so we met through mutual friends and then we found out a bunch of stuff that we had in common like one Margot's parents are French my mom's French um we and then we were both just obsessed with uh pop culture and just like would talk about the most random shit that no one else knew what we were talking about except for us we're like <laughs> how do you not remember this I mean we're all like three glasses of wine in at this point but like still 
And it just like came naturally because you had done a podcast before, right, Margo, before mm-hmm. we did Old Millennials? Yeah, I did a Drag Race recap podcast with um, one of my old roommates, but oh, it sort cool. of like fizzled out at one point and I was sort of like hesitant to do it because I know how much work it is, but it was also because the person I was co-hosting it with um, was not a 50-50 partner. And so uh, starting the podcast with Emily felt a lot easier because we are, we have very similar styles of like how we're organized, what we want to talk about. So it really yeah. felt easy breezy. And it did still like take a year, I think, between us being like, oh my God, should we like start a podcast yeah. to actually starting <laughs> one? Yeah. But we like, so we really workshopped like our idea and what we wanted to do. And even still, you know, as time has gone on, I think that we've always sort of like pivoted to try and make the format feel fresh, not just for us, but for people listening. And mm-hmm, I think yeah. the best thing about it is that it's evergreen so that you can kind of like drop in and listen to stuff at any point. It doesn't have, it, there's no like real expiration date. I wouldn't right. say it's necessarily historical, but you know, we are dealing in, you know, in the past for most of it, but that's kind of like how it started. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you guys decide what topics you're going to do? Um, so it kind of, it's like a mixture of things. Like we have like a master spreadsheet, uh, oh, where okay. we've been like tracking all of like the ideas that we've had along the, along the way. And we've yeah. had friends that come up to us and be like, you should do one on like 90 snacks or we'll oh, look at cool. the cultural landscape. And we're like, Oh, like ever after is doing a 20th reunion. So we're like, Oh, it's been 20 years. So we could do something around that. But we also have to have passion and an interest in it because, or else if we're not super interested in it, I think it really does reflect. Yeah, I was going to say to your point, Margot, so like Mm. so much of our, especially our more recent seasons, a lot of the cultural landscape kind of ends up dictating what we are going to cover. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. Netflix releases a Woodstock 99 documentary. We're going to talk about Woodstock 99. (laughs) Drew Barrymore, yeah, has her like Ever After co-stars on her show. We're going to talk about Ever After. So it's, it has been that we are very blessed in many ways by the pop culture gods that we've had a lot of source material for a lot of the topics we take on in the form of these podcast series that come out or, um, you know, documentaries or even just like, yeah, social media post people chronicling the like reunion or like anniversary of something. Mm-hmm. Well, really, it kind of started because you and I really love the hills yes yeah, so she was having oh, a reboot wow. at the time yeah and so they we were just talking it. about that and our mutual friend who introduced us she went to spidey's wedding because she was dating spidey's cousin at the time or yeah. Heidi's <gasps> cousin at the time yeah oh so it sort of started there yeah and since then it's just sort of like snowballed because we like we recap some of like the reboot that was insane and strange <laughs> But, the first you know, season was really weird because you yes. had like the Misha Barton of it all of the first so season. So strange. And then having it's her so not strange. be on the second one. Yeah, then having her not be on the second one. And then it was like Brandon Lee. And I, th- that was very weird the way he was with his girlfriend. I was That also was like a strange. Very strange and also weird because in many cases he was like the adult in a room of people 10 years to yes. 15 years yeah. older than him. <laughs> he, he was like telling Brody about like, well, you know, you really shouldn't be coming home all, you know, like four o'clock in the morning. You're like 38. Like, dude, get it together. He's like, no, man, I'm going to do what I want. She wants to have kids. I don't want to do this. I was like, okay, this is really different than the Brody. Granted, Brody looks incredible and keeps looking 
more like handsome than he ever looked on the shows, which is insane. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. It's <laughs> definitely not karma because it would be the other way if that yeah, were true. Like, what's I think he's, he doing? He is <laughs> drinking the blood of his young girlfriends. Let's be honest. Yeah, like that has been or the, or the girls yeah. he hooks up with. Yeah, taking a page out of Leonardo DiCaprio's book. <laughs> Truly, uh, Leo's not aging in reverse. By no, any he looks not amazing. <laughs> he looks his age. No. I mean, he looks. He's, he's gone brand. So, and it's, I yeah. don't know. I know some fifty-year-olds that look better than that, though. So there's also that as well. I guess, yeah. I mean, I still have a soft spot for Leo, just based on me being like sixteen and him just being in all these films that were not even. I mean, I don't think people now understand like what it was like to live in a world where like he was everywhere, yes, like, nowhere and everywhere at the same time because your media was not like it is now. So like. It would sure. be like the movies and the theater or like you'd see him on the covers of magazines. It was just like Leo, Leo, Leo. Oh my God. But he was actually good. He wasn't someone yeah. that they kind of like shoved down your throat and you're like, God, he's like not a great actor, but yeah, he's good looking. Like, no, all of his films were great. Yes. And yeah, I still love him. Still love his films. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was also, what's interesting with Leo was just like, there was this universal like a- attraction to him. Like very, I have not met many straight straight women or gay men who grew up during that time who are not attracted to leo like it's interesting because you have this these days like you have internet boyfriends or whatever like people are really so into jeremy allen white or whatever mm-hmm. but this like universal like one crush that was like so popular at this one point everywhere like every was on everyone's wall as a poster or like people cut out little pictures of him from the magazine to put on notebooks and stuff like it's such a Again, like, it's just another thing that I don't know this culture will ever experience because they're so connected and there's, like, these microcosms of people who are into other things or whatever. It's so interesting. Like, not that I want that again because I think it's great that people like what they want to like, but it's so it's so interesting how it was at that point and for that, that time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's monoculture versus niche culture. And with yeah. the yeah. expansion of the internet and being able to, like, do whatever you want in any sort of corner of the internet, of course, you yeah. Can, yeah, you can, like whoever you want and it's not going to be shared by everybody because they're I mean we could go into like the whole thing of like print media is dying and how that really sort of like shaped a lot of culture and like dictated Mm -hmm. what your tastes were going to be a lot of the time and now with everything so fragmented you can just do whatever you want like there are no guardrails anymore at all yeah just look at tiktok once you like one thing on tiktok you end up like I I think you guys were talking about how you saw Saltburn. I also was one of those people who was obsessed with it. And I saw it like three times in the theater and I don't ever do that. And I was like, I just liked one thing. So I got like deep into Saltburn talk. And I was just like, it's actually really weird seeing the thoughts of like extreme stands now. Like, especially on Twitter, like you'll just see like all these random things that like I just didn't see what anywhere else was thinking. So I knew what I thought and what my friends thought, you know, but I don't know what like the average person, but it's just weird to see like these crazy scenarios, the letterbox reviews uh, that are hilarious <laughs> about like how they want to do like this to them. And this is that when I was like, it must be weird to be a celebrity now and have access to like all this weird shit that you see. And you're like, okay, yeah. are they kidding? Or are they like really obsessed with me and like want to eat my skin? Like this is you- kind of wild, you know? Fandom has taken on such a different, um, yeah sensation like and and role because to your point like back i remember the 90s i mean the only like extreme fandom that existed apart from like you had these you know aol chat rooms dedicated to people you might have a stalker and that's terrible like i but 
But apart from that, yeah, this online fandom where you could read fiction about yourself that was put put out there about you or your character and you, uh, you know, and and getting very erotic and like you as a person just being like reading this. And it's like, I wonder if, you know, there might be some flattery, but then you're just like, this is weird. Like this person had to think of me or my character enough to like write this entire fan fiction. Like it's so interesting. What a weird, yeah. Just a fandom as a whole is just such an interesting um, world in comparison to what it was like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, did you guys have any like heartthrobs growing up that you were like obsessed with? Yeah. Who were your like obsessions when you were growing up? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Writer Strong. Was obsessed with Writer Strong. I was a Writer Strong and Andrew Keegan, like, Yes, both cult of them. Leader like, Andrew Keegan. Yes, yes before the cult. I would before the cult. Join yes, whatever yes, pre-cult absolutely. Andrew like, Keegan. Pre-cult. Cult that kind yeah. of um, was. Who else? There like, were a possibly. couple like Devin was, Sawa. Devin Sawa. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Who else was I really into? Um. I really loved. I mean, Joshua Jackson. Yes. Oh Pacey. my God. Big Pacey Stan. Big Pacey Dawson. No, no, I never got oh. the Vanderbeek appeal. Also, JC I got Chazay. it after he left Dawson's Creek. I got the appeal. I got the the. Um, what is it? Rules of Attraction appeal. Oh, I got yes. the oh, yeah. Don't Trust the Bee, and he also sure, did another sure, show. Sure. He was but so, before, so good, before. so good on so Don't good. Trust the Bee. Uh, I mean, Emily and I talk about that like that golden time of ABC comedies where it was like Early happy endings. endings. Um, Don't Trust the Bee and se- was it Selfie? Selfie. It was, it was so Selfie. all through it with John Show. It was so fucking oh my good. God. All but, brilliant, um, but canceled. Like. It- yeah. gone too soon but um i'd say another obsession i was obsessed with jc from insync like i was just Same. in love with him oh Justice my god for jc forever mm-hmm. the true there's king of campaign. insync really true. I, I gotta yeah. tell you guys i read on change.org there is a campaign to get the credit on the black song bring it all to me to not say featuring insync but to say featuring jc shazay <laughs> oh, because no. could you send it to JC? me so i can sign it because i need yes. to sign it now are you digging his his jeans his ba- wait are you digging his t- tims his baggy jeans and thug appeal um yeah <laughs> oh, I will almost always <laughs> I, I i love uh, jc and i'm and we talked about it off air but like justin timberlake and sandoval He's going full They're Sandoval now. They're becoming one person. They're becoming... Yeah. But also, Ugh. Lauren, I want to say we shouldn't say that too loudly because Sandoval's like, oh, they're, what they're saying, dude, is that they think I sound like Justin Timberlake, bro. Yeah. He's going to oh, start yeah. covering, no, he's gonna start right. covering <laughs> Cry Me a River. Emily, stop giving him ideas. Stop giving him ideas. Everyone okay, stop. No, that never happens. That <laughs> because never happens. If I, hear Tom, if I hear Tom and the most extras or whatever are covering Cry Me a River, I'm going to throw my laptop into the seat. Or they collab. God, God help oh, us. Oh, God forbid. Oh, <laughs> no. oh my God. So definitely, we're we're like manifesting it in some bad way that we have to like not. It's, know it's this an asshole happen. rat pack, is what we just manifested. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's just it's the two of them. <laughs> just the two of them. Schwartz is left out. I don't know what yeah. Schwartz would do. He would lose it. He's probably oh, God. It. oh God. So yeah, but there's just so much him- stuff. There's just so much stuff. We're, it's We were talking about him a little bit before we started recording, but I also was, like, obsessed with Leo. Like, pre-Titanic, oh, yes. I was... Oh, yeah. And Emily and I have talked about this before, where we both watched Man in the Iron Mask at, like, oh, yeah. 10 or 11 and being like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted, like, I wanted sexy Leo, and he's, like, in a mask, and, like, I don't understand, and my dad's really into this, so I know that this is not a good movie for me, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, the basketball diaries will forever be one of oh, his yeah. Oscar snubs. Yes. And if, yeah. I mean, I think we did an episode on it a long time ago, but if anyone out there has not watched it, it buy the DVD because it's worth it. It's not like streaming anywhere, but it's, it's totally so worth it. It's incredible. Like he's just been so good for so long. It's so good. And like, yeah, I, he was just, and I, I, he was so overlooked. I mean, he, he always has dealt with this, um, but like he was so overlooked during his young, when he was younger in his acting career. And just, I think he got a lot of crap because he, everyone kind of saw him as like the stand-in for, for River Phoenix after River Phoenix oh, died. Mm-hmm. And that he yeah. got a lot of River Phoenix's roles, including Basketball Diaries, I think mm-hmm. was oh. one of those roles, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I never realized um, that. He had that, and it happened, I think, once, maybe even twice. And so he really, from the get-go, was, de- like, pretty – I say this, like, as a pretty boy problem, but, like, he, yeah, you know, he, he had to struggle to, like, get recognized for the, oh, the act- struggle, his actor. the struggle, uh, the struggle. Of being Leonardo DiCaprio. Of being, like, a, a 6'2 white guy. <laughs> like, it must the, be so difficult. Mid, it's yeah, so in the hard. Yeah. <laughs> to be, that David LaChapelle shoot will always be, like, one of my absolute favorite sh- I love that he did those really crazy things that you don't think – that he would have done in the nineties. Like he did total eclipse incredible film too. Um, But like a lot of films that he did that were way more like in depth than films, like call me by your name that people were freaking out Mm -hmm. about Timothy. Cause they always compare obviously Timothy Chalamet and and Leo, but like call me by your name. Like, I feel like it was good. I mean, I got it, but it was, didn't reach the levels of like some films in the nineties where like the scripts were just incredible. I feel like they didn't really take it there. Yeah. In, in that film, it was very, like, uh, I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know if that, I think that might have had to be, like, some of the actors' levels of, like, what they wanted to do in their careers at the time. Because I'm sure they were, like, you know, you could decide what you want to do and what you don't. But, yeah, just some of those early Leo films. I'm Yeah, I need to go back into his other catalog. Like, This Boy's Life with him oh, and De Niro. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, yeah. Ellen Barkin. Like, yeah. So, he was He was great. He was He was fantastic. Like, just, oh, my God really like and even look i growing pains is like you know whatever 80s sitcom but like he was good <laughs> he was on really the show. good in it. yeah he was, he good, was they had, good yeah they had a couple of those like after school special types where he was like at the center of it or a part of it mm-hmm. he was always really acting his ass off but in yeah. a very natural way i felt like he really especially in his early career came up and even up like up until titanic blew up he really felt like a guy that you would know at school or like you would have a crush on or whatever he felt very approachable and really normal justice for romeo and Juliet. i've always how it got swept because of like titanic it was like oh yeah he was in that movie the year before i'm personally not a titanic fan but the Romeo and Juliet was like my whole life when I was like oh, 13 was when that movie That's, came out I was obsessed with it that soundtrack still oh, is like so good. absolutely fucks is like one of the best movie soundtracks oh, I mean Baz so never reached these heights again I don't think no, I no. last local god by Everclear oh, on a regular so, basis like so that, good oh. Oh um, okay, God. so we were going to talk about reality TV. Yeah, like, I had to narrow this down because I don't. I mean, we could talk about a lot of different things, but I was like, let me narrow this down. So I just came off of like a huge MTV Real World Seattle binge. So I binged it for like two, almost like two days. So I was like, all right, let's start with like your history with reality TV. Like, what's the earliest reality that you watched like growing up? Ooh, for me, it's definitely going to be 
the real world is probably the first time yeah. I'm watching reality TV um, and catching that on MTV at the time. And it was usually for me, not when it was actually air. Well, sometimes when that season was actually airing, but generally I was catching it during a rerun the summer following the season airing. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe occasionally, but it wasn't, it wasn't really appointment television for me at the time. It was more just like, Oh, it's on TV. I'm going to watch this, uh, but watch like a whole season at once. So I'd say, that's really the first big one for me. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else that comes to mind. But for me, that's definitely the first one. So what are your top three real world seasons? Like your top three cities? Ooh, New Orleans. Uh, the first I'm one or say- the second one? First one. Okay. Um, when you say second, do you mean the reunion? Because the reunion was also oh, excellent yeah. TV. Oh, no, that was excellent. But I just started watching the second one. Yes, oh, there's uh, another one. Yeah, 2010. Ryan is a menace. Oh. Ryan, Preston oh. Knight, Jemmy. Um, yeah, I think at that point I had fallen off of Real World. Same. That was also my favorite reality TV. Yeah, like, that's I what mean, got the other me one's in. classic. Uh, I think New York was the very first season that I actually watched it in real time every single week. And I was really drawn in. And I just, I'll never forget the Seattle slap. Because I just oh, had, Seattle, and that's what's going to be in my top three as well. I Seattle, had no okay. idea you could do that to people. You know what I mean? It's like that thing that changes your perspective about how people interact with each other. And yes. I think after that, I was sort of hooked. Um, yes. But reality, I mean, I also think real world also opened the door for me liking or being into documentaries, which is something that Emily and I talk about all the time, was that some of yeah. these, the way that they follow people and the way that they construct well, a documentary are not super far off. And that yes. seeing glimpses into other people's lives, especially as I know Emily mentioned at the top, like we both have French parents, but we're also like first gen Americans. And so oh, trying to understand cool. American culture when you have parents that don't understand it. I mean, real world was like, to me, the best way to understand American interpersonal relationships, because I mean, my parents hung out a lot with other French people unless they were like at work. So, yeah, I I was just going to say you reminded me when you're saying like the um, MTV reality shows like the real world really were kind of like the basis for a lot of us loving documentaries. We love to say we're sluts for docs on our show. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a total hoe for a documentary. uh, True crime. I need to watch American Nightmare. Is that the new Netflix? Oh my God. I need to watch that. Everyone's telling me to watch it. Yeah. It's wait, no, I did watch American Nightmare. It's, Yes, the one in Vallejo. Yeah, okay, yes. The girl, it's a Gone Girl. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard. It's my like, God, yeah. incredible. Really okay, well done. Don't watch that one. But what's so interesting about MTV is like, so we did an episode on True Life a year ago. Oh, and another great one. What's so interesting though, Lauren, is that the studio behind True Life that did some of the early episodes is the same studio that years later would be one of the studios that produced the Free Britney or um, New York Times documentaries. Oh. Like, and so they did a bunch of those New York Times FX documentaries that came mm-hmm. out during the pandemic, and including the Britney one. And so interesting, a lot of the people who started on True Life production wise and director wise would go on to do other like big docu series because True Life was one of the first times when like people were targeting like a docu-series to not a PBS older, you know, viewing Mm -hmm. demographic. Yeah. I mean, they used MTV music, they edited like an MTV show. And I think we also discovered that a lot of people that worked on true life, um, correct me if I'm wrong. They went on to like win Emmys for other docu-series. Yeah, exactly. That they went on to go onto these, like, for example, the New York times, like those people, like those docu-series production crews, like they've won Emmys and like they, yeah, they got all of their starts though. MTV true life. 
True Life honestly could be a college class. It is such yes. a sociological capsule and it's so it really detailed is. and like it micro. Really it's like one episode is like, I'm like living with my parents, like very specific, very specific scenario. One is like, I'm a single father and they're all like mm-hmm. 20 and it's like 1999 or like 2000. My very yes. favorite one is I'm getting married. Staten Island. If you know, yes. you know, Charlie. We, I mean, we I, talked I, about I, that, I, one. Oh, I, yeah, that one. Bald. Oh my and God. The Jersey, and the Jersey Shore. I'm getting a shore house for the summer. Yes. We, we watched like, that one too. Cool. Oh my God. These right. The Where, like, these women, the way that they're dressed, like they walk so you could run. And I, I, I also mean, have to give oh, it up for yeah. I lead a double life because it was just people out here fucking yes. cheating on TV oh. and just being like, oh, I lead shit, a double life. like, you don't think that people can see this are you insane <laughs> another early reality show that i watch and still watch on the rerun is cheaters like the most yes. fake oh yes. my god fake, like ridiculous show where they like trap these people and have these confrontations like i'm a sucker for like yes. really trash reality like yes. bad girls club and like, like bad girls early club. bad girls club like oh just show me people fighting love and hip-hop i watch love and hip-hop love, like love show, me, I used to show me mob people wives. fighting oh my god mob Obsessed. lives big Ange. love yeah. big Ange. So on TikTok, on TikTok, I've been getting so many Big Ange videos on TikTok recently. I miss her. I miss her so much. R.I.P. I miss her so much. I used to watch Cheaters with my dad all the time because he's like, oh, this is what you don't do. I was like, why are you telling me this? And it wasn't until the guy got stabbed that he's like, well, they took it way too far. We can't watch On that boat? Like, what the fuck? This is real. But I mean, that's that was like, it, it leads in so perfectly with like Maury and all the bad like daytime trash oh, TV I watched you watch that. when you're sick. All that. I don't know if you guys remember the show Forgive or Forget. Like, Hell, show with Mother stays. Love? With Mother Love? Of yes. course. Yes. Of course. All these dating shows, the early ones were like next. Room Raiders. Oh, Zach next. Efron was on like Shoot. a Room Raiders. And so I have on a budget. I have a fun fact budgets. that I worked as a art direction PA for Next briefly when no I was in college. Way. Yes. Oh my god. What an insane show. So they have like two buses show. going that are full of booze with zero food. And I like don't even know where they'd find these people. And we'd set up just the shittiest, most random date uh, at like different parks. And, like make yeah, them drive outside. around. Yes, and make them drive around a fucking circle for hours. And they were like, where are we? I'm like, you are truly, you have not left the building. Like, you're not anywhere, really. So get out and go do this dumb date. Oh, my God. So I I have to roll it back just a little bit because you brought up Maury and another TikTok trend I recently came across is this woman asking where are the babies that were in question for the paternity test? Oh, like episode. a where are they now? A where, oh, and there no. are like these Gen Zers and like Alpha or whatever they call tagging themselves and being like, no, yes, no, my mom. really sad. No, no, yes. stop it. Yes. Even the ones who like they didn't find the dad, like they tested like four guys and they like don't know. And the woman's yes, like, I think I know who it is now. And I'm like, did they find out? Like, well, yeah. Lauren, you're a 90 day person. Somebody sent me a clip recently where Angela of Angela and Mackle, she oh, was on more, which is the the least surprising thing of all time. Of it was course, like, her, her, her Skyla. Other, it wasn't Skyla. It was a different. Daughter. Oh, the other daughter. The, the, was it one in jail? 
Maybe. Was it one? Because it's like one I of the think... daughters that she takes care of now. Like, because they all. Oh, have it's a different one. There things. is one I think that might have been. Yeah, but I do remember that she was on there. Oh yeah, surprise to no one. Come on. Exactly. We're like she's a barn animal then. She's a barn animal now. Like we yeah. all know. <laughs> she's uh, ninety day is a whole other like can of worms that I can't believe my friend and like sometimes co-host in the pod Jules like got me into like I don't know seven years ago and I like have not forgiven her for it because I'm like. <laughs> I'm deep in now. I'm single life. I'm like the other way. I'm watching all the like spinoffs like before the 90s. I think I'm slowly starting to like let go of it because it's kind of fake now. That's another thing that's happening in reality is like things are now getting really like overproduced because we're all come on. Let's face it. All of us are experts at pop culture and reality at this point. So we can sniff out a fake. We Which know is the kind of leads me, yeah, it like leads mm-hmm. me into like Vanderpump this year, right? Oh my god, I'm a Vanderpump fan. Been a day one since they transitioned mm-hmm. from Beverly Hills. Been watching even through this crap seasons we had, like season seven, season. Look, you eight. guys were not here for the lizard funeral, then get the fuck out of here. We had to watch that shit in real time. Sheena <laughs> talking about Rob putting up a TV in eight okay, seconds. Okay, that is or iconic. The fuck. That was, <laughs> but still, that was, that was so during funny. that was during like the struggle era. We had yes. like we had then we had the wedding, like the Tom and oh Tom and, and Katie, uh, the Katie most wedding. cursed wedding of all time. But I want to go like, back to the uh, Rob can hang a TV in seven minutes thing because that was also the same episode where Jack's almost drowned in Big Bear Lake. I was oh, like, right. help! Can someone help me? If you can't, that's oh. also fine. I'm like, wow, that's me at work. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I think they should transition Jack's back into Vanderpump and forget this valley. I'm not gonna watch the oh valley. Oh my god, that looks like no one's watching that. Looks so bad. No one is watching that. that. Looks... Like, and the fact that we don't even have them. a real trailer tells you everything that there's oh, nothing yeah. here. That's true. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So another. So anyway, so Vanderpump, obviously, Scandal, blah blah blah. Everyone knows about it now. Literally everyone knows about it now. People who mm-hmm. just binged it within like a two month period or whatever, and they're caught up. This season, I was watching with my friends, and I was like, I was saying stuff, and I feel bad that I kind of like kind of let the air out of the balloon a little bit. And I was like, guys, this is like a Kardashian show, and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, this is super glossy now. Do you see, like, how produced this is? Even their confessionals feel, like, rehearsed. Like, when they have these one-liners and then the music that comes in at the end. I was like, they didn't do that before. Um, I get it. There are more people watching. The ad dollars, the ad, like, the product placement is everywhere. I was about to say, if you, like, watch the commercials in between, like, they are getting, like high quality ad dollars yeah. like, like yeah. nothing before and you, i mean i think we saw it last at the end of last season during the scandal stuff where they had like the uber one eats remix of good as gold and like a couple savings. of other really high savings. <laughs> still great i still want a b-side of good as gold to be released yeah. but you could start seeing it then where it was like it was clorox it was like all these like high profile ad dollars yeah. and, and you're seeing it again now and you know to bring it back to what we were talking about originally about the hills and the reboot it feels a little bit like that because there were some later season hills reboots emily if you remember yes. where adrian or um adrina was sorry i'm thinking about miami real housewives um uh. adrina was like doing her makeup she's like i just love nivia and like it's just like wiping it on her face yeah. and you're like okay oh, yeah. just relax there's kind of there do you guys you the way you're talking about this like makes me reminds me of two things it's like one yeah, things reality has become just so glo- glossy at this point in many ways that it does feel like 
a scripted show. I mean, not that it hasn't always, there is like some scriptedness to all of it all, but you know, it just doesn't feel very raw anymore. And then the other thing is that you have people showing up as new cast members who clearly have groomed themselves to become reality stars rather than just jumping on this crazy ship uh, with like no idea of where this is going to go. And like, you know, oh, there's a camera in front of me, whatever. But like, I think, and the Monica of it all with like uh, Salt Lake City is a great example of that. Like you just, it doesn't, it can make for great television when the reveal occurs for about two seconds. But then ultimately it's like, where do you go after that? Like her yeah, screaming it, at Andy at the reunion. What is it a crime? <laughs> do I be on the show? I was like, but she's, not, she's totally not wrong though. That's the sort she's of problem not, that yeah. reality is at right now is that yeah. we're at this intersection of like, okay, so like to which extent are we going to let fans on the show and let them quote unquote ruin the experience? Because if you really want to break it down and we can take it from just Salt Lake, there was a housewives fan she doesn't express it or show it in the same way that monica did because monica doesn't have the same resources as i think that in that way like Mm -hmm. that class system is also super interesting to like see how that works Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that monica's not as smart i'm just saying that like they are calculated in opposite directions and so Mm -hmm. i I think that there's no avoiding it i think that for better or worse all for all of their faults i think vanderpump is maybe the closest to actually living out their real lives in front of cameras without it too much pretense like any of like the sort of like heavy hand of the producer is literally like Alex Baskin, like going in there and like doing that mm-hmm. or like trying to uphold. Cause also now that they're an Emmy nominated reality show after scandal. Yeah. And so I think that they're also, they're trying to amp it up. They are trying to make it look yeah. like the Kardashians, which looks mm-hmm. very nice and is very well produced. I'm sure they're all, all of them are experiencing a massive pay bump in ways that they never have oh, in 11 of years of doing this fucking show. So it's true. You know, we can't keep it the same forever, but I do think that they are living as authentically as possible, even though everybody could clock what Wala was doing when she leaves Raquel slash Rachel, that voice mm-hmm. note. It's them very clearly trying to leave the door open narratively because you have to do that. It's a reality show. Yeah. There are going to be some things that are unnatural. Like if the three of us, uh, we were cheated on the same way as Ariana, we would literally never speak to any of these people ever see ever them again. Yeah. Anything to do with them ever again. But that's not your life. To, to quote James Vanderbilt, I don't want your laugh. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not that, did you see that Tom Sandoval said that, like, Raquel yes, did the, that whipped cream, the whipped cream bikini, bikini thing on that Nick Vile podcast? No, <laughs> she didn't actually do it. He said that it was, like, an analogy it was, for how yes. he fell. Yeah, no, no. We're putting He's that such out there. a she fucking did not do that. ball. But I was like, that just shows your age, dude. Your reference? That was your reference? <laughs> like, Varsity <laughs> Blues. Like, what a weird that wasn't even like a top tier what 90s a dork. for me but that's he is like, such yeah. a dork honestly so to me weird. the chris evans in a whipped cream bikini is much more iconic to me that's what personally. i was thinking of i was like wait chris evans what oh, oh yeah that's right <laughs> oh, 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 it was the yes. other girl mm-hmm. yes yeah. i forgot <laughs> it was the girl that's yeah. not the text that i read from but we're all different people but God. yeah so it's like your life to a certain extent is going to have to be played up for in front of cameras but like they really, I mean, Ariana and uh, Sandoval are still really living in that fucking house yeah. together. Like, I, I so can't I do believe think it. When it comes to authenticity, <laughs> Vanderpump is probably, and I would even say Summer House are even closer to. I was going to say Summer House is another one that's like, they don't fake it because they don't film no. them at work. They just film them on the weekend getting wasted in a share house and cleaning. 
and having exactly. a party. Or, <laughs> or not it. cleaning. Or not which... cleaning or staying in bed all weekend. Exactly. So I think that, you know, Housewives is definitely facing more of this problem because at least with Vanderpump oh, too, yeah. I know that they're very like no new friends because they really are all friends, which I think makes a huge difference. Where like Housewives, it's like, you know, these women don't really like each other or really no. hang out. Like, you know, Erin from New York can post as many fucking photos of Jenna Lyons as she wants. I know that woman doesn't she like you. Fine. No. The fact that, okay, this is what's crazy because I do like fashion segments and stuff on the pod, but like the fact that none of these women knew who Jenna Lyons was is crazy. Like jail. She has Insane. been jail. an icon Insane. in New York City. In New York. I I'm like, these bitches th- are not from fucking New York. Even I'm not no. from New York and I know this. What is well, happening? Si, you are not an influencer. You don't even no. dress like a New Yorker. Like, oh my God. First of all, Ugh. that's an influencer. And you don't know Jenna Lyons. You all this... should have been up her ass from the start if you all Good knew God. anything about society and how she goes to the fucking met gala like anna well, wintour knows her name like all of but, you sit down like i don't so, get it why so you're Lauren, like she doesn't want to do this she doesn't I, have to she only wants to fly first that. class it's like duh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> she has the means but it's like also she what's interesting to me is like any any pedestrian in like the last 10 15 years like j crew is yes. like not and most mm-hmm. of these women on uh, new new york housewives are not like came from some money in some cases but most of them did not grow up with like in this incredible privilege or anything like that so j crew is like you know it's not cheap but it's also like more mainstream than any many of the labels Mm -hmm. that they wear today and 10 it's like old navy it's like a step up everybody know has a knowledge of what's going on yeah so to me it's insane especially given how popular j crew was 10 15 years ago like it was everywhere jenna lyons like they were very popular already but she really put them on the map and the whole style with like the arm party and like Mm -hmm. you know the chambray shirt in the like sparkly skirt like how if if Sai is a influencer of fashion whatever like bitch if you were around like 10 years ago you know who Jenna Lyons is like I this is it's insanity to me also the rumors that there's gonna be this like (gasps) the crossover crossover. it's all I want it's all I want want. because it's the only good new New York's I love Jessel and Bryn so I'm very pro this and and I, I don't will, like Erin, fi- but fine, Aaron, we'll take her. I will, well, we you have. need we'll a villain. And yeah, honestly, we need a villain. they put Dorinda on this show, Dorinda will. will eat her ass all the way the fuck up. Dorinda oh is... Get her on I the mean, traitors. Get her on the traitors. Yes, get, give, her traitors. Two mar- give her two martinis and send her on her fucking way. <laughs> yeah. She's about to destroy everyone's destroy self-esteem. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I love Dorinda. She is... And her and Luann and Sonia, they really are, like, my all-time favorite housewives. Like, all three of them deserve to be up on that they're mount rushmore so, they really bring me so, so much good. joy they're so fun oh yeah they're okay. so fun. there are a lot of housewives mount rushmore's who is on yours well this is a crazy I mean, insane episode and people are gonna be like whoa they were talking about real world and they're talking about like sorry keep up okay so they're all related you know <laughs> they they're all in the yeah. same ecosystem and to be fair you know like bravo is all there it's all viacom comcast like they're all yes, part of the same so conglomerate all, anyway they're all owned yeah. by the same company yeah. so um, okay, housewives uh, mount rushmore four okay 
I think definitely, I mean, I think definitely Luann, because I think that she has yeah. had the most interesting housewives journey to be, okay. to start as this like snooty countess, like call me Mrs. Delaseps, like to <laughs> yeah. where she's literally catching a fish in a river in a place called Crappy Lake. Crappy like Lake. I just feel like the growth for Luann and she just is <gasps> oh so God. much fun now. Like she like banged one of the house guys on a yeah. girl's trip. Like that's my fucking girl. Like I love, I love her. So it'd be her. Miss Karen Huger, who is single-handedly I'm just trying, I'm just she's trying to save Potomac. I fucking love Karen. I fell she's off so of fucking funny. Like oh, two this weeks ago. So bad, Lauren. Yeah, two weeks ago, Karen, I was like, I can't. I've been so warning tried. Emily because she started her Potomac journey, and I was like, she's it's like, really oh, good. I'm at the part where four Karen. Oh, she's like, I'm at the point where scary. Karen's giving the press conference to four people, and I was like, that's one of the best all-time scenes. Oh my god. But I think like Karen and Luann are so interesting because they have the similarity where they were supposed to be the high class broads of their mm-hmm. um in their the first seasons. And, and now they're in the muck the with journeys. the rest of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the journey. <laughs> the journeys. Or the fall from grace and then re rise, I guess. Oh, and the fact um, that we're not getting that girls trip because Caroline Manzo is so I will we had never Alex forgive McCord. Caroline. Um, Alex, never. we were just talking about this. Mara oh, and I were just we talking about Alex. this on the train the other day. <laughs> I too. I love Alex. I'm so mad Those we don't get Alex. I'm so never mad at But she's oh. never... I mean, I don't even know why fucking uh, Caroline even came back, to be honest. I really don't yeah, know why, why she did. Why she No. And I don't know why they invite Brandy to anything either, because she is 1,000% a fucking liability. She always has been. She's a she loose cannon in a way. Yes, and she was at Dorinda's house. And she was a total psycho then, too. She was so yeah. wasted. She was all over everybody all the time. Nobody, I, I really don't know why they invited her to anything. I've never enjoyed Brandy. I don't like uh, yeah, her. She either. makes me so uncomfortable. Um, okay, so you I have Karen also, Huger and you have, uh, I'm who's your first one? To Alexia from Miami. Oh, that woman is also Alexia. a lunatic. I love Alexia. I love her so much. The only receipt I need is what I have in my heart. I was like, yes. <laughs> tell them, girl. You tell oh, them. <laughs> this week's Miami was wild. I the haven't boat. watched it yet, but I mean, Lisa oh, is losing me. I'm like, okay, I was very I know, supportive girl. last season, but now I'm like, what are you doing? Last season was How- like a scandal. Yes. When she got cheated on, I like viscerally felt that when all the women like found out at the same time and they were all like, oh my God, no, don't say it. Don't say it. And she's like, yes. And the bitch is in the house. She's in the oh house. my God. I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. And I think like, oh my God. Or, like Alexia was like, do you want me to call 911? Yes. Yes. That's why I She's like, girl, I call I call 911 all the time. But also, as soon as she finds out, she's like, I always knew it. He was always a cheater. I just I just love her. She's like such a Catholic mom in so many you know, ways. I just adore her. But the journey. Her. And I love Alexia's Again, a journey. journey. A mm-hmm. great journey. And just like someone who I'm, I'm yeah. Her meeting up with her her gay ex-husband's lover. Oh, like that was, oh my God. I, oh, she just, oh, she puts my it all God. out there. I really all have to give there. it up. I don't always agree with her. Like her calling Julia like a Russian prostitute was like, oh yeah, that was fun. What are you doing? Yeah, that was fun. Just stop. Just stop. But, or, but I do, I appreciate her. I mean, all of the stuff that happened with Frankie. Like, I just oh, think that she's yeah. such I a, Frankie. I know. She's such a great fucking housewife and I don't think she gets enough credit. And she Miami is always doesn't. trying to pick up with everybody. It doesn't. No. It's such a great Miami show. Everybody not, yeah. is a star on that show. I love so all good. of them. Mostly yeah, I love Gertie and Dr. Nicole. I'm like obsessed with Dr. Nicole. I'm so happy Boss they brought Dr. it back. Nicole. Yeah, I, I love just, Dr. It's Nicole. It's been a really fun, it's been such a breath of fresh air in a lot of housewife franchises like or getting stale. Like I just appreciate Miami because like it just 
breathed in some new life. It's just been fun. And like it has yeah. its moments, but like it has been very fun to watch. I way to go, Peacock. Another one that doesn't feel overly produced, these women do feel like they are actual friends. Like I yes. think that it has yes. so much chemistry, even though Larsa is like such a fucking idiot. It's I love just... her on the traitors though. I kind of so on the traitors. Like I think you're a fucking like, traitor, kinda... Janelle. Yeah. I kind of I kind of love her on the traitors. Um, I have to say. I mean, yeah, I do I did kind of come around to her more this week. On this week's yes, episode. I heard she talks yeah. some real sense. Um, mm-hmm, my she last did. housewife on Mount Rushmore, and and it's really tough because it for me it's really a toss up, and they probably couldn't be two more dissimilar women. It's between Vicky Gunvalson and Kenya Moore. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Oh, which Vicky, one? Vicky because she started it all, and and yeah, I just she is the OG. There yeah, are some things that she does, or that I still find genuinely funny, like when she screams, when she's scared, the when she dry van. heaves, the family van. I mean, I just. <laughs> And I also love how readily she's like, I was wrong. I should have never divorced Don. And now I'm just dating all these shitty men. I'm like, wow. Wait, what was the... wrong with Don? I love Don. No, she even says that she like she fucked up. She should have never divorced Don. She just got too in her own head. She really believed her own hype. And she she takes full responsibility for it. I also That's like sad. her kids. Well, I, I like Michael. I don't know what's going on with Brianna, but I used to like her a lot What does more. Michael do now? Does he work for her still? No, I think he just like lives in San Diego with his girlfriend and his dog and calls his mom oh. an anti-vaxxer. I'm like, yay, Michael. Oh, oh thank God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I love Kenya because she's also beautiful and mean, but she's also extremely <laughs> funny. Her and Sheree shading each other over their houses, the being houses. like Chateau She Don't Pay. Like just <laughs> they're so oh. fucking mean to oh each other, God. but it's one of the funniest interactions you'll really ever funny. see. So, so my... Kenya gets I don't know, it's between her and Vicky for me. I can't decide. Okay. Mine's very similar to yours. So I've got I've definitely have um Luann on it. Probably Karen. Um and I'm gonna say <laughs> I have a tie between Lisa Barlow or Camille Grammer, weirdly enough. Ooh, um, that's a weird yeah, that's a weird one. Ooh, and for me, I, I think it's it. just cause Camille for me is just like I love her trajectory of starting out as a Jersey girl on Club MTV like, in the like the grind late eighties. Yeah, just like the, the grind. And I love, so another thing that I keep getting on TikTok are clips of her in all of her New Jersey accent with huge hair from Donatachi, Club MTV. Camille Donatachi. Camille Donatachi. I'm here from New Jersey. Like, it's so good. And it just, even me, I'm doing like the fingers yeah. right now. <laughs> hey, chefs. Anyway, but, but she, like, it's so good, the trajectory. Then she, you know, was with Kelsey Grammer, which like, uh, but, but she like, also divorced him on the and show. Then, and yes, it was, that oh, was history when we saw that, that first season history. where we found out that like, he, she knew that he had this affair and he asked her to go to like the Tonys and like, yes. she knew that her marriage was ending yes. and she had to show up in this amazing yes. like, red gown. I was yes. Like, this, the first season of, of, the first like two seasons of Beverly Hills are incredible. And that's what There's they need to go back to. Like I want money. Succession I want, TV. Yes. I want it's big It's like succession money. levels of yeah. like, shit. But it also like, like the Adrian scene. Maloof. Like I own oh, oh, my football team. Uh, oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> like, the Kings. Well, yes. to bring it back to the Hills reboot, Adrian Maloof, who dated, um, who who is oh. the Rod Stewart's son she, that also dated yes. Adrian or Adriana. Oh, Adriana. shit. Uh, the what's his name? Uh, Sean. Sean Stewart. Sean Stewart. Oh he my god. He had a show called Hollywood Sons of Hollywood with Randy. Oh, yes, Spelling. I remember. With, that. And, yes, Spencer, yeah. and like yes. It was oh my crazy. God. It was in one of those e, oh e shows, like during Pretty Wild era. It was oh, like during yeah, that yeah, time yeah. when everyone like, like yeah got like, a show. Should we make a reality show. Fuck it. <laughs> Just through whatever. Yeah, but Netflix, Camille... baby, we want to hear from you. <laughs> like basically what they did. 
But Camille and Kelsey sitting in the back of a limo, like the end of the fucking graduate, is also like lives rent free up here all the time because <laughs> right? it's just like oh this God. is cinema. Yeah, oh my god it really and really just, like, was the bringing in the psychic who predicted ultimately oh my god Alison oh, like, from hell forever <laughs> and recently <laughs> she's like i get it you guys keep tagging me in this clip because kyle and mo are breaking up and what can i say i called it we're like yeah girl we know that's why we're tagging you he will never emotionally fulfill you know that and she's she like, was right what's <laughs> this once the kids move out, you guys will have nothing in common. And look at y'all now. And Kyle was yeah. like, she wasn't right. It was like, we all see all the writing oh, on the wall, don't yes, we? Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. God. What? Like, so I feel like the Real Housewives obviously have taken a turn. Atlanta, I really hope, gets their shit together because Atlanta's like one of my top favorites. So one I hope the they either recast. Housewives. Nene is on my Mount Rushmore because Nene oh, yeah. is just Oh, see, for she was me, a close one. She's uh, an honorable she's mention like, for me. She is an OG, just like a Vicky. I, mm-hmm. I also really love Lori just because I want to know more. Like she had first season of Orange County. If people out there have not seen the first season, it is so insane. Like how much I love a docu-series. That was like real world. You oh had like God. Gina with her husband yes. who got like hit in the head as a pitcher and he had like oh brain God. damage Twice. and her, yeah. And her son, Shane. Sons. That's who right. Oh my the God. little one the whole time. The whole and then time. She's got her middle daughter, who's like, I'm an like, I have a 4.8 GPA, and no one pays oh, attention. No to one me. pays yeah. attention. Basically, no hearing that her, it basically alluding to the fact that her husband and mother in law picked her out because of her body type, that she could breathe the baseball breathe players out. Like, what the fuck? And then you see Shane waiting to get picked for that draft, and it's like <laughs> round seven, round eight, and they're like, "Honey, let's just step away from the computer." <laughs> like two hours later, yeah, he got he got drafted like round, you know, like thirty five oh or whatever. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, she yeah. was a real piece of shit. But it was yeah. the first season, or at least like the first couple of seasons of the OC. I didn't really even think they were able to shake off what they originally had intended, which was like this behind the gates like docu series mm-hmm. look. Desperate, other Desperate Housewives, essentially. Yeah. Yes, but OC like, but, and the OC, and OC, yeah, yeah. And OC yeah. but also yeah. like, oh, like let's look at their ridiculous wealth and like the amount of sky tops they own and like, the, <laughs> I mean, just just the different lifestyle. But I felt like Lori was the perfect person to follow through all of this because she was very relatable. She's getting evicted. She's got a son that's in and out of jail. She's just yeah. mm-hmm. trying to live her life. She's trying to get uh alimony she's just she's learning how to work for the first time yeah and she's just surrounded by all these insane characters who don't have the same problems as her who downplay everything she's going through and Mm -hmm. that's what really made it feel to me like more like a docuseries than what the housewives would eventually become but i think you can see the dna in there i mean i don't think that i really feel like vicky is always 100 percent herself and i think that's why they ended up kind of pivoting to that slade oh my god (sighs) Oh the ultimate God. scammer. He's like the first Dirty John. You know what I mean? Like, he that really man. is. <laughs> oh my God. But what also creep. what was interesting about that was that the first season, I think it was like what, 06 or 07? And then yeah. we it actually was 06, saw... I, 06, I just right? finished high school and I was still living at home and going to community college and my mom had some friends that were working in reality TV and oh. she had never led me astray because she... <laughs> one season she's like, oh, I have a friend working on... Um, Joe Millionaire, like we should totally watch it. That oh show was insane. Oh my god! I remember and then that she had show. a friend that was working on the very first season of The Bachelorette. That ended up being like the most beautiful love story of all time because it was like, uh, what's her face, Trish, and that really Trista, like, Trista, Trista, and her and Ryan, Ryan stuff. Are they still together? I never yes, watched any of The Bachelors. And they're oh. they're, they're the they're, like, they're the blueprint. That's what makes people keep coming on this show. Is they think oh. they're going to be a Trista, but they're 
definitely not. It's no like one a claw is, game. Yeah. It's like a claw game. The odds are so That's stacked against you. to the claw but game, <laughs> Emily. At least you sometimes win the claw game. <laughs> but my mom had a friend that was oh, working around or adjacent to the OC, and she's like, oh, you have to watch it. These people are nuts. And I was immediately sucked in. And she oh. was like... <laughs> I mean, I that was crazy when it just came out. And I was like, oh, cool. This is neat. And then you actually saw the recession, like, hit them in real yes. time, which was, was really made it, like, that. compelling mm-hmm. and crazy. I mean, that was reality. And you saw, like, Gina, who didn't sell mm-hmm. as many houses as she did before. And then you saw, like, Slade. He was, like, had all this money. And then, of course, uh, what's her name? Joe. I think mm-hmm. she, I love that whole storyline where she was like, I want to go to LA and like have a real life. And I want to leave you because I'm not going to be stuck in this house, like having children and doing whatever. Like I'm basically like 24 and I just I, love it, school. Realizing how young she was young. is so like, young. Can you trapped so in that young. fucking house. It's nuts. Yeah. But the one thing that made me and Emily scream when we rewatched the first season of OC to talk about it with Princess was that he had like, thousands of dollars Slade did thousands of dollars of like replica Halloween costumes that he was putting yes. into storage that he's like these are for my kids when I die I was like your kids don't fucking want that garbage you freak the Ooh, Batman just, costume he had like the like George crying. Clooney Batman costume I was like what? not even what the Michael Keaton pr- <laughs> What midlife crisis is this, sweetie? What is this? I don't get it. If every, if ever a kid wanted to know what the world was like, riches wise, pre recession, I mean, just have them watch the first season of the Mm -hmm. Real Housewives of OC because these goons are spending money on some of the dumbest shit of yeah. all Even, time like kim zolciak buying getting big papa to buy her that like uh, oh my pink god bracelet. thank you yes papa. and the like thank escalade you, with a personal check like it's, it's so the first like i'm sorry kim zolciak may be like you know quote unquote like a hot mess but why are the cameras not on her I need great television. Great television. Emily, do you know what's going on with her now? Like, Kim and Croy have been like divorced and undivorced <laughs> yes. like 48 times. Yes. And they've had cops leak body cam footage. Body cam messy footage. In, messy oh my God. You can hear kids screaming, dogs barking. Like, Croy it's is losing awful. his mind. Like, some of it's dark, but I would like to understand. I mean, I think we all kind of understand how they ended up in this place. Like, she clearly has a spending problem. But oh, yeah. uh, her. I would love to just get eyes on her trying to come to a number because she's like selling all this random shit on like, you know, whatever Kim's closet and the numbers that she picks out, like a uh, brand new wig, never worn $8. Like she just is not, <laughs> I just like, don't know this what she's someone doing. someone who's never had to know what money was. Exactly. But this is someone exactly. who's yeah, never true. had to know what money was and how it worked. Also until someone very... who pretended that she had cancer to get out of an argument. You know what I oh mean? My like God. she's just not a good person. So and the thing with Kim though, is it always surprised me how young she was. Yeah. Uh, like, like when she started. When the show started. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. looked. I gotta say, looked at least 10, 15 years older when they started mm-hmm. filming. And so I think like when I when she and Croy got married, I thought there was like a major age gap that she was much older. But no, it's because she just like the way she presented herself. He's like, like in- what? 20 he was like 26 or something? Yeah, he was also really young when they met. And that yeah. that felt a little weird. Yeah. Oh God! Poor. I mean, poor Atlanta. I hope they get it together. I really hope they get it together. Me too. 
It's like, sad I just... to see our girls like this. Just like Potomac. It's sad to see them yeah, in this same place. With when Potomac. They used to be some of the funniest, best franchises that you thoroughly enjoyed. But, I... you know, a few a few people... This is sort of like what they're they were facing with Salt Lake City, though. Is like, yeah. you get a few mm-hmm. people who, ref- who refused to film with certain people, mm-hmm. and then you just have the stalemate where the entire season is people talking about how you won't talk to this person. And that's yeah. not interesting. You know, the that's show is tel- built on television. conflict and resolution. And so if yeah. you're mm-hmm. not resolving things and you're not moving forward, then we're just going to be stuck in this shit. And unlike real life, you can't just cut them out. They're your coworker. They're your scene partner. You have to fucking grow up and get over it. You you just pointed it out that it's a job ultimately. And yes. so you, you cannot, this is not like a real life friendship. Yeah. Where you can just walk away. You have to, it's like if you, it's basically you're resolving conflict with a coworker mm-hmm. over a deliverable and the deliverable is this, epi- <laughs> this, this episode or this season. <laughs> Well, it's okay. How does this now relate to this? Also, I'm remembering what I was going to mention before. How does this circle back to, is it Ariana and Sandoval going forward in Vanderpump? Now she doesn't want to film with him. She's acting like she's like, he's not here. I know in reality, we were saying like, in reality, if you broke up with someone for this long, you're not hanging around them at all. But this is a working environment as well. And eventually yeah. it's the thing is, is also, I feel like the verdict's out for Vanderpump. Like we'll have to reconvene at the end of this season to see what happens. Cause based mm-hmm. on the trailer, it looks very like that girl that's supposed to be making out with Schwartz and Katie looks very like central casting. That seems like, yeah. it seems yep. like a very like set up, like, like I the Kardashians started to do, you know, where they're mm-hmm. like, let's go trick Chris and like pretend like we're our dealer, whatever Scott Disick would end up doing. Cause I used to live in LA. So I used to watch like the Kardashians like randomly because people would talk about it all the time. So I was like, this oh, is yeah. weird. You can tell the producer was like, okay, this is going to be like the gag for the episode. So I hope that that's not what ends up happening in Vanderpump. Like, okay, we saw the product placement with Amazon when all the girls were at the table and they're like, that's so cute. Yeah. It's from my Amazon live. And I was like, okay. I know. They never I was did like, this Ugh. before. I was like, well, no, oh please don't do this. But I hope it isn't like that. But after a while, Ar- Ariana is going to get the villain edit because people are going to be tired of her being like, I refuse to film with Sandoval. Like, that's it. It's like, well, if you're going to stay on the show, I don't know how that's theoretically going to work because that's how it's not worked in... Uh- other housewives shows art is going to imitate life is going to imitate art because she's playing roxy hart in chicago (laughs) someone who tries to make something out of murdering her husband and i just feel like yeah she's going and trying to avoid a villain edit essentially Mm -hmm. and that villain edit being jail uh Oh, in Chicago. Like, I, I was like, my metaphor, sorry, I was wavering in and out of that metaphor. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I stay just, with me. I, yeah, I, I picked up I picked up the thread again, Emily. I'm right behind you. Let's just <laughs> let's keep going. But yeah, I was like, wait, why is she going to jail? But yeah, I, it is funny that she is playing Roxy Hart because yeah, I do think that there is going to be, I don't know, this point where, yeah, how is she's going to have to get the villain edit and it's unfortunate Lala's because she's so overdue for it though the way that I she know. talks out both fucking sides of her mouth is like insane to me and then she Mm-mm. gets away with it too um i what i really want answers to are all of like i want more insight and in, honestly into katie and tom's divorce because i feel like yeah. we just really yeah, we didn't get it yeah and, and i know it was like in service of scandal and i know that that was like a unique situation but i'd really love to circle back because all of the things that he fought like however you feel about katie right like i am definitely mm-hmm. a little bit of a katie apologist like i understand why people would not like her but what mm-hmm. you cannot falter for is that she is 1000 percent herself all the fucking time oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. after totally. watching 
Schwartz just be a piece of shit to her all season long last season because it was all part of like a larger cover-up for his best fucking friend to go fuck this other girl on the side like I don't know the levels of having to unlearn and then the and then you have to watch it back and have an opinion and thoughts like I'm very curious I would much rather unpack that than unpack more about Ariana and Sandoval because honestly towards the end and I think a lot of people felt this way it was too much. Everybody had a podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about stuff and leaking things and this, that, and the third. And I will give it up to Monica all day, every day on Salt Lake. She didn't drop a dime at all. She could have yeah. fucking ruined that whole finale the entire time. But she shut yeah. up and she let it all play out. And we were all better for it. We had a much better finale. Ice like, Yes, Ice blue. Much more fascinating Incredible. finale. It, like anytime people comment on it or like discuss it outside of the realm of the show, I'm instantly not interested because I feel like it just gets all the air out. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we already know what's going on with Ariana and Sandoval, especially because Sandoval cannot shut the fuck up. So I'm not super interested in that. I'm more interested in like finding out and unpacking Tom and Katie's divorce and how his actions last season impacted her because now she's like, I don't give him access to my life because he was just being horrible to me the entire time behind my back and to my face. Just being like, yeah. like I'm so glad I'm not with Katie anymore. Like, like she's so terrible and she's awful and I hate her. Bleh. He was just such a piece of shit to her. It was it was gross to watch and he always has been a horrible yeah. partner yeah, He to her. always has been. When he threw that drink on her, never forget. That, been that was when hands. I turned on him. I used to be like, oh, Schwartz is so cute and then he jumped to drink no. I was like, no, he's a forty-year-old man. It's I'd it's murder pathetic. you on the it's spot. Pathetic. I don't even care. You're not pouring a fucking drink on me. Are you out of your fucking mind? Alcohol? You are you a loser? Pouring on me? No, not happening. Mm-mm. Hate him. He sucks. So I'm more wish- interested in that. Did you see? Okay, now I really wish we got the original trailer. Like, you know what the original trailer of season nine of Vanderpump, or what, 10, no, 10 of what it was? It was about Tom and Katie's divorce. But then because the scandal happened, literally mid season, they re edited so that mm-hmm. now we see all these like Raquel and uh, Tom. Like, remember that one where they were at Sir and like Lisa's there? And yes, I think yes. Raquel is like serving and Sandoval is sitting yes. there, I think with like Schwartz and someone else. And he's like grinning and Lisa's like, what's going on? Like, why are you being all weird? And it's like, you could tell that was a, probably a scene they shot, but they didn't think anything of it because they had a whole other season plan. And it was going to be about the Tom and Katie divorce. I'm pretty sure that was, cause that was a huge thing. They got married on the show. Like we've seen so much of their relationship. They were like the stable ones yeah. throughout the whole thing, supposedly. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was like the two most stable relationships, Ariana and Sandoval and Schwartz and Katie. You know, I think there was definitely an imbalance in who we saw break up the most, right? And I understand mm-hmm. that the Sandoval of it all was much more pronounced. But like like we said, it's really difficult to be on these shows right now because we're all so uh, reality TV savvy. Like we all mm-hmm. know that at the beginning of the season, they sit down with producers and they're like, here's what's going on in my life. So to your point, yes, they probably thought, okay, well, Tom and Katie breaking up is the huge story that's going to yeah. take place throughout yeah. the whole season. And we'll have all these other little random threads like about Brock or about Lala. And I know that Lala and was James in the middle. And, yeah. yeah. And, and James and like the fallout of his like engagement ending and meeting this new girl. I'm sure all of that was super mapped out. And like you said, at the mid season, you know, whenever it was that this got exposed, like in February or whatever of last year, they were like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And it's like the Miami thing where Lisa 
with Lenny, how they didn't even know they had that hot mic moment where he's like, fuck Lisa, she sucks. Yeah. I'm like going to leave her soon, blah, blah, blah. And production's like, we didn't even know we had that. We were just, yeah. we had random footage on. We just heard like him whispering. We're like, what's that? Turn it up. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, you know, I think they just went back and looked for all of like the Sandoval Raquel stuff. And that's really a shame. I hope they put some more of like Tom and Katie's divorce because it's huge. They're like, they were a huge centerpiece of this show for so so long i don't think that it's fair that they don't get their due in explaining the end of the relationship a rose for both of them it's Mm -hmm. also more i think relatable too because it's very not far-fetched i mean it does happen but it's very far-fetched that you have like your partner of nine years not far-fetched yeah it does happen that your partner of nine years like cheats on someone that you've been recently close with who's younger okay that does happen but a lot of relationships are like Tom and Katie. Mm-hmm. Like yes. they break up for reasons like not because someone cheated. Spe- well, he kind of was a little like loose lipped, but it, like not for like a specific reason. It's very much like you didn't give me anything emotionally. You were not there for me. And that is more interesting to kind of find out. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what Sandoval's trying to paint his reason for yes. cheating as now yeah. the way that mm-hmm. he recently said, like, oh, she treated me like shit. She treated me like garbage. That, like, that's why. And then, um, granted, of course, Nick Vile being the voice of reason was like a shocker on I, 2024 <laughs> when he was like, yeah, so wait, now you're saying you don't want to get caught cheating that way again? What does yes. that mean? It means How like- How is that your takeaway? <laughs> yeah, like, you're not thinking like, why did you just break up with her? It's like, why didn't you just break up with her? You're saying like a year ago, you felt like this. Why the fuck? You just barely moved into that house. If, he if thought you're that a really therapist like was going to do all the work for him. He genuinely thought, we'll go to couples therapy and the therapist will tell us we have to break up. And then when that didn't work and she actually put it in the work, he got mad at her. Yeah. Like, this whole, like, you belittled me thing is complete bullshit and is a fabrication that he started with fucking Schwartz over one of my favorite foods of all time, bagels. And so I don't want bagels oh, yeah. involved in your yeah. machinations, <gasps> yeah. okay? What did the yeasty boys do to you? Uh, nothing, <laughs> no, that's I don't right, think. The truck. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm hoping that this kind of, I'm really curious what happens with this season of summer house i think mm-hmm. i'm one of the only people who watches summer house you do margo you watch it right do yes you watch it I, I, i'm also a day one i don't know oh, okay. sorry yeah but... i'm a day one too yeah i'm a day one it, watch it it's actually pretty good like it's That's... a different show than what it ended up being um yes. wait was it kyle on the early traders was it he kyle was on the first on season, season of traders. yeah he was oh, okay he was but... okay but like I said, the first season of Traitors, because they had regular people in it, it, it just sort of made the end feel horrible. <laughs> like regular as in people who are not on TV at all? Yeah, just like regular, degular, like, oh, I'm a nurse. Oh, I thought they were all celebrities. No, no, they were, oh. like, it was a mix of celeb, like, reality TV and, like, celebrity and regular people. And, like, the regular people really got, like, emotionally attached to people who ended up, like, betraying them. And they were oh. devastated, like, on TV. Oh, shit. Oh, And, man. like, to oh the God. point where, like, you know, in the after show who, who won the Traders, they were like, oh, have you talked to any of them? She's like, they won't return my phone calls. And it's like, well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They took, it, they took it real personal. And, oh, and that's wow. why they're like, we got to make it all celebs going forward because they won't take it yeah. personal like this. But um, This is very true. Emily, and I will Summer say. Ha- oh, oh yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, oh. um, on Summer House this year, I'm curious to see how that pans out, because they're going a Scandival route, where, like, the cameras were done, oh. and then, the thing about it, that what I've heard is that, like, Carl called the producers, and was like, come over, I'm, like, about to break up with Lindsay, like, you need to get this oh on god. film, I was like, that's, an, oh my god, that's a whole level of, ugh, the way that I mean, that happens. It's gross, but <sighs> I, I salute him, <laughs> I'm like, because I do oh. want to see that, so thank you. I mean, I do want to I mean, see it, 
the writing I is knew it would never was going to work. It I was mean, never going to work. It never was going to work. I'm glad they didn't get married, quite honestly. Like, that's the real blessing of this <laughs> Me whole too, thing. Me too, but it, to break it off, like, two months before this very expensive wedding is, like, And they yikes, had a bridal yikes, party. Yikes. Like, they had a, she had a bridal shower and everything. I was like... But, I'm so not surprised at it. I mean, like, Danielle didn't have the vocabulary last season to say it in a sane way. And then but she also, we were like, a all dog. Danielle. <laughs> I know, yes. But she was, like, a dog with a bone because, like, I everybody, or maybe it's just me, have had friends who are in relationships with people that you're like, this is going to end poorly. But mm-hmm. we all know that harping on it is not going to do anything other than further fuck up your friendship. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. say it once, they either receive it or they don't, and then you just let time do the rest. And yeah. Danielle, unfortunately, did not get that memo or maybe was pressured by producers or whatever but I, I mean she really came across i mean unfortunately even still now in the you know hindsight and all that i still think she came across as absolutely insane last season the way that she was just like at the engagement fuck. party yes going like around, going to all around? Of was nuts oh. it was nuts yeah it was but, crazy but you can see it like carl freshly sober clinging on to the first person who is going who like sees him and supports him and is just looking around being like and everybody in their 30s can kind of like relate to this you look around other people are doing things they're accomplishing stuff mm-hmm. and you're like well what am i doing well i better hurry up and just marry the first person i see it feels very like my best friend's wedding it feels like a 90s rom-com um, yeah, you know, where he ends up with like you know the the bride's best friend instead because that's the better match. Like mm-hmm. it just felt very like oh I better be an adult like all of a sudden at like thirty eight after being a total fuck boy for the last you know fifteen plus years. But and um, she knew that about him too. Like she did. He also they already knew dated. that she yeah, and she also knew that he also knew that she had all those kind of like lists and what she wanted to do when she was with that guy, sandwich guy. That, how many Stravi. sandwiches? How yeah. many sandwiches have you made me? <laughs> like that guy. She already knew that like remember that there was that like, note chance. or something that like he found that was like have babies by 36. Get yes. married oh. by like 34. Like it was all like mapped out. Well, speaking of Urban Outfitters, it reminded me of that list that somebody found in an Urban Outfitters dressing room like a, a few years ago. It's like, like what I'm going to do this summer, like make out with boys, like go to a party. Oh like God. it really felt like that. <laughs> or she's like, 537, pregnant, all caps, underlined. Like, yeah, you know, she is, like... she is one of those girls that has a five-year plan and by God, she's going to fucking stick to it if it's the last fucking thing she does. But yeah. I was going to tell Emily that I think that if you were going to start anywhere, I feel like the COVID season of Summer House is one of the best seasons of Summer Which House mean, of all what time. What happens in that one? I don't uh, know, season by season. Fucking Hannah, who's an alleged comedian, like loses her mind in the house. Alleged? Oh my she's God. not she funny. She pops and up on TikTok. I know. People said that she, she steals stuff, but I don't know. She does I've steal heard that. jokes. Oh, she does. She oh, does. Yeah, she does. Steal, she steals people's jokes off of Twitter, and she's trying to take all of Billy Eichner's shtick of doing man on the street stuff. Oh yeah, oh, that's no. what I always see her doing. Yeah, and she's, she's a Netflix just... special coming out. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, I didn't know it was that easy. I mean, she does have a big yeah. following, so I'm pretty sure it's a lot of that. But um, the COVID I never, season, I, I thought, didn't like her. I show. never liked her. I thought, yeah, it was I thought she was insufferable. I knew girls like that. Yes. Like, I think that was another thing was that I knew girls like that. She reminds me of a girl. I went to college in Long Island and she totally reminds me of like a girl that I was in school with that was just totally like that. Like, she thought she was super funny. 
and you couldn't tell her otherwise and it was just like she was on all the time we're like just stop please Mm -mm. and that guy that she ended Mm -mm. up like dating or marrying or she married that guy she married that guy another hack comedian yeah i was gonna say another like weirdo um, yeah, because he came to the house during that COVID season, and they like banged all mm-hmm. over the house, and they're like, oh, "It's so funny." Oh, that's right. I don't know. I thought that I thought their COVID season was really good because they were all just trapped in the summer house together, and so they were yeah, like forced true. to really like very real world, like time to stop being polite and start yeah, and being start real. getting real, real, real. God, I mean, I feel like also the fact that the real world and like housewives, when you say like which cities do you like. It feels to me like sports teams. Mm-hmm. It's very much oh, like, yeah. which team do you rep? Like, do you rep this season? Do you rep that season? Like, it's really funny. And I listened to one podcast called She Speaks Bravo. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's totally like that. It's totally like that. Like, do you speak this language? You do? Okay, good. I don't have to, like, talk about this with anyone. I don't have to, like, you know, give you a rundown. You totally know what I'm talking about. None of my real life friends watch any reality TV. So this is, like, the only reality they watch is, like, Top Model, which... Uh, I'm oh, yes. a super hoe for the old top model. Like, oh my god, I told so good. Reign of Terror. I'm the surviving Tyra documentary. I cannot wait for whenever it comes. Oh, it comes I was like, is that year. coming out? No. Oh I'm, my god, I'm, I'm trying to manifest it. All the girls have been going I... on, on like YouTube and giving their uh, own yes. like slowly, and I'm waiting for someone to like bring them all together. I mean, like that like... is definitely like me and Emily's like dream project. Dream I was telling her, please, please every... do this. Every fucking season of America, America's Next Top Model, I've seen even the Rita Ora seasons, which should be oh, forgotten yeah. to time and space. But there's something about the format of the show that really, like, oh my God. it just lights up my brain in a way that I can't explain correctly. I just came across recently, like, someone posted it on Instagram stories, a friend of mine, was that clip where Tyra fake faints and scares oh. the shit out of the oh, so models. So and she gets up off the floor. They're all like, one girl's like I mean, hyperventilating, like trying to call the paramedics. Emotional terrorist. Like, emotional terrorist to the yes. fullest extent. War crimes. Like she needs to go. She needs to be tried at the Hague because, like, <laughs> when she gives one girl photo a zero, I wish I could give it a zero, but I'm oh just gonna God. give it a one. Uh, I was like, this is like she really gave everyone a complex. She oh was so rude. Uh, and just, I was like, God, this is really, I, mean, I love the first season. The first season is like chef's kiss because I'm a photographer and I've worked a lot in like fashion in New York and stuff. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's so crazy. I love fashion adjacent shows. Like when yes. fashion became a sub genre of reality TV, I was like so all in. So oh, top model. Project Runway. Early Project, Project Runway. Early Project Runway. I was obsessed yep. with Kel on Earth. I was obsessed yes. with. Oh my God. Kelly Catrone still is like one of my like foundational teachers in I'm, everything that I've known I, yes. about life. I know really. people say this a lot, but she could truly like push me in front of a cab and I would be like, yes, Kelly, thank you. Yes, like, literally run my life, narrate so my whole life and like she wake me up in the morning so and like slap me good. and be like, get up. I just get got to. I just got to the the Hills episodes in my like fifth rewatch right now where Whitney is uh, starting to work at People's Revolution and uh, what just like so what good. a fun time what a fun time Kel on uh, Earth did you guys watch Kel on Earth on Bravo yes, yes. oh yeah absolutely Stephanie Stephanie literally like these people are melting down and if you don't oh my know God. what it was like to work as an intern which is basically a slave <laughs> it, no payment I mean nothing yeah. at all they know it was 
insane. Like it was Working absolutely twelve hours unpaid. a day for zero unpaid dollars and no zero. dollars. A bag of pirates booty, and you're like, wait, why was I so thin? It's like, oh right, because I was poor and I didn't yeah. eat. And that's oh why. Oh my god. I didn't even Stuffing have time bags. to eat. Yeah. Like, oh my god. It was awful. It was awful. so awful. The, you know, when the Gen Zers like are like, oh, I wish we had had it you know the life you had and all that like that's one that i'm i'm happy they don't have i'm glad that mm-hmm. people were like oh we should be paying interns this should be illegal and uh, like yeah that that's gone you know away for the most part but yeah wow also the Things- body image standards in the yes. early oh 2000s God. were out of control oh if you watch God. all yeah. these shows the fact that like let's take a america's top model let's take a season one robin yeah who basically oh, yeah, yeah. is an average size woman, they yes. needled in that she's like too big. She's too big. She's too big. She's never going to be a top model. And I was like, this is insane. Well, when Whitney, remember when Whitney won, the, mm-hmm. she was the first plus size, say this in quote marks, plus like size, size model. She was like 10 or some shit. She was like yeah. an eight or I was gonna say, like, like, yeah. even a 10. Yeah, she might have been an eight. It's like, they were so proud of themselves, patting themselves on the back for this oh quote-unquote body diversity. You would, think, they, like, diversity. You, you would oh. think they cured fucking cancer the way they were congratulating I mean, themselves. Awful. And then also, Whitney wasn't even the best one there. No. No, it, no, it was clear that they'd had enough online hate uh, to, like, have to do something about it. Justice for Takara in season yes. three. Justice for Takara! Uh, uh, how dare you? And that fucking stylist oh who was, like, yelling at her, being like, I'm never gonna find clothes in your size. Oh, I was like, she's yes. a whole fucking closet. Closet, bitch. So oh obviously she has clothes. So where are this you shopping? Why, like, this is why Christian Siriano was going to be a star from the mm-hmm. get-go. Because when oh, yeah, he approached totally. challenges during Project Runway where he was designing for a body that was not a standard model size, quote-unquote, he was like up for it. And guess what? He There is a great article. I forget who published it. He is one of the fastest rising like couture designers. Like, oh, wow. Who has had like, because... He got in the game early on in his career. So all these other houses that do couture for like Met Balls and other galas, they have 20, 30, 40 plus years of history before they can get to this point. He got in because he just he dared to design for women who were not a size two, whereas all these other couture houses would say no to these women, these actresses or whoever needed a ball gown. And so now that he designs for all these different body types, he's been able to become known as a couture designer because of this it's incredible i mean like good for him like he should be doing what any decent person should be doing but guess what he's laughing his way to the bank because he was the one who actually gave a damn and did something about it i love early project runway like that they've done it again like they did the all-stars which was really funny that he was like the tim gunn he was like the mentor Oh, of it, okay. which i thought was really funny but i that's another show they could do i asked my friend this the other day do you he thinks no do you think they could make the real world today and if no. they did how would they do it like it'd how be way too many influencers it? It, it too would, many influencers it, it, there's just no way you would never be able to find real people because you couldn't even take their phones either no you can't and i also think beyond that the people that you want on reality tv might not agree to it at this point because they've yeah, seen they too now. much and they know yeah. too much and and especially yeah. if you're career conscious you know sort of like the ramifications it's not like tamaran from real world san diego who then parlayed it into like southern charm sort of like without major incident right like mm-hmm. you don't really get to do that a lot these days it really does live forever on the internet like we were saying about you know posting photos of yourself on facebook so i think the people that you would want wouldn't 
be interested in doing it because you have to deal with a lot of online hate and then it also just like looks a certain way and then people that will end up on it won't be that interesting to watch to begin with because they would all be influencers it's it's just like so it's so crazy i i also i feel like i'm a big love island fan um and mm-hmm. I don't know that many people who watch it, but that's another one of those like really investing the sh- the time. But even the early Love Island, this is UK, not US. US is whatever, but the UK ones, they like didn't know what they were doing. Like that mm-hmm. show, the concept was new. They had no um, alcohol limit. So it, now they do, which makes it like really, really crazy. But it's just like, now it's, yeah people are too self-aware now unfortunately that's the problem is that we're not getting like real people because yeah i would never agree to do do it like i would never agree to be on tv like that now no i I think gabrielle sidibe said it best she's like i don't want people in my house (laughs) straight up like i don't want you following me around i don't want you in here i would maybe be a friend of because i love drama but i don't want to be directly in it 24 7 i don't think it's worth it but i think to your point like with Love Island, I think if they created a different format of reality show that people didn't know about or hadn't seen a million times before, you would be able to kind of yes. like get mm-hmm. a sort of new fresh take. Because I think about like The Golden Bachelor. Yes, that is a format mm-hmm. that we're very familiar with, but they casted completely different people who brought a completely different skill set who also don't give a shit about reality TV. You know, they're in their mm-hmm. late 60s, 70s. They're, they're like, older, I don't care. Yeah. Not a big deal. So I think unless you're doing something like that, yeah, how, how do you reboot something like the real world like i'm thinking they would have to do like um remember they did that semester at sea one uh-huh. season they'd have to yes. do something like that in order for that yeah yeah literally yes, yes the guy yes. named yes, that- or, yeah, yes i do going back to the golden bachelor i do think it'd be interesting to have a real world with people of who are in their 70s or 60s like yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting older. dynamic yeah i think that that could be because again they don't like golden bachelor they don't care about reality tv in the same way they probably aren't influencers and i love the dynamics what i love about golden bachelor is because you don't have the insecurity of 20 something year old women in the room all the women become best friends which yeah. i think is kind of i think the problems and drama that would face them would be very different it would probably be lower stakes that's for sure but like you know it's just I think that would be, I, 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 I would enjoy that, you know, like, I hate that that's like how we we're going to get representation of people of a certain age on television. Because well, <laughs> like our generation is probably the, and there are some people in the millennial generation that are like hyper aware and that are influencers, but I feel like any older from like millennials and older are the only people who know what it was like to not be famous in that way and to not yes. do things for like shock factor. And yeah. also you can kind of suss out when people are fake. Like you can yes. kind of suss out a little bit like, okay, you're doing too much. You want to be on TV. Like you either have a YouTube channel, but not many people like that old, even the ones that are on YouTube, they're like very straight up. It's about whatever, yeah. like both of our podcasts, it's about like straight up. This is the facts. We're not here sitting. you trying to give you like a show, you know, like, but a lot of younger people, like they're on TikTok. They're trying to like give you a show. They're trying to get your attention like really, really fast and make like themselves viral. But I feel like, you know, older people are like, no, I don't want to be viral for this like one thing, which is why the real world homecoming worked so well. So and MTV, well. why the fuck so did you take well. it off Paramount? Like what? They took it off Paramount? They took I'm all so of them gone. Yeah. No, and they took I, three of them. Too- 
I was like, that's I'm why like, it was so good because they were older, they I'm, had families, they had their own lives. Oh, they didn't I mean, care like, about the way the show. that they handled Julie was. I know. Oh, Emily and I got on the mic every fucking week. We were like, this oh my woman is nuts. Like, oh. and to go back and rewatch these old clips, we're like, oh, she's been unhinged the whole fucking time. We were all just yeah. like, she's just a kooky Mormon. We're like, no, 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 no. not right with her. No, it's the, like Buna Murray, Buna Murray, whatever. They love, they love a small town white girl who comes on these shows who's religiously oppressed who's been religiously Mm -hmm. oppressed oppressed, and she's coming out of her shell Mm -hmm. and like but we're gonna let her say these really awful things and put Pete at the mercy of our other cast members who are going through some real shit so we can get this great TV. Like, oh my God. Melissa forever. Melissa has always Melissa been iconic. Oh my God. Always forever. my favorite. Oh my God. Love her. Mm-hmm. She was so love good on this, this one. I know. So oh my God. Soon. I love yeah, them so much. Love her husband. Like, her, her kids seem oh, great. Like, I really like her. her. Yeah, her husband's I, band is like one of my favorites. I lo- love her relationship with, um. oh my God, what's his face? Danny. His Danny. No, Danny, and then also who's the blonde girl who's married to an oh. actor? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, not Rebecca. What's no, her name? No, I know. Oh, God, what's oh, her name? Scott Wolf. Yes. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly. 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 She yeah. was oh, also I loved great. how their relationship blossomed. Like a really mm-hmm. cute friendship. I enjoyed that a lot. Well, the I fact that we found out that Julie wrote that letter that, like, got Danny, like, in trouble. Wow. We didn't even know that. The fact that we got revelations from, like, 25 years ago was, like, and- Peak TV. Peak And talking about, TV. like, conflict resolution, like, they really talked through a lot of difficult, yeah. weird yeah. shit. And then with David, too. Like, it was yeah. Oh, yeah, it was in so, L.A.? Yes. Tammy yeah. Forever. So I love Tammy. Love Tammy on Basketball Wives. Like, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with Tammy. She's, like, the original, like, reality TV star, I think. She was, like, yeah. before New York, you had Tammy. Tammy yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, was, her in New York are like up there for me as like reality yeah. TV personalities. Personality. Like, created oh a genre by just mm-hmm. being themselves. Can you just imagine being on the casting team the moment New York auditioned for Flavor of Love? Can you imagine being in that room? <sighs> like, like, we have to get like I have to. Could you, like, I, for me, it is like there are certain places in history where I would like to have maybe been, not forever. But like just to be there for a moment in time, a fly on the wall. And for me, that's one of them. It's hmm. it's the casting room when New York auditioned for Flavor of Love. Emily, if you had like a, um, you know, Ghosts of Christmas Past, but you could go visit reality TV moments, that would be in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick three here. So I think it's going to be the casting room when New York auditions for Flavor of Love. That's just a good like, one. I'm so fascinated. Like what, how, how do you even... This is cheesy, but being in the audition room the day Sweet Angel Kelly Clarkson opened her mouth oh. on American Idol, <laughs> American because Idol. the world got to hear the voice of an angel. I love <laughs> Kelly. I would be shaking in my boots if I were a recording artist right now, because if she sings my song on Kelly Oki, it's over. She's going to always <laughs> do better than the original. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to take it off the set list from here yeah. on out. <laughs> it, it just can't be done again. Um, and then uh, I think for me, it's just like... Being in the um the production, like being a producer in the Real Housewives, just like the idea co- coming up with the entire like Real Housewives franchise of just like deciding, oh my God, we're going to just try this one-off thing. It may not be a big thing. We're just going to be, you know, off the heels of these huge dramas and like just getting to be in the room when you start, when they, the moment they realized this was going to have staying power. Mm-hmm. Those are my three. Those are my three. Ooh, what well, are yours? 
Um, before I get into it, I did have oh, a friend yeah. that worked in Flavor of Love casting when <gasps> we were doing casting in LA, and I'll never oh, forget. He took a photo, like a shitty photo on his shitty flip phone, of the contract that you had to sign if you were going to be on, and it was basically half of the contract was agreeing that if you got a venereal disease from <gasps> Flavor of Love, you could not sue the show or VH1 what? or whatever. Like oh, whatever you do, when oh, no. cameras oh, are God. up or down, oh, is not my your problem. Oh, and I'll never forget it because I was like. Like, ew, like we were gonna ew. actually have sex with Flavor Flav, and he was like, You have no idea. I was like, Oh no. Ew. Ew. Like, I love Flavor Flav. I think he's so I would funny. Never. That he's, he, uh, he he probably is so fun to hang out with, but would never let that man do no. that. Like, I don't never not not attracted into him in that way whatsoever. So those You don't know where that clock has been. My god. Well, he's got multiples uh. of them. And he was like, and he was sanitizing those way before because he's like, they need to be like shiny. I need them to like pop on like the screen. So like oh he was already God. very, he was very into like how he looked and how he presented himself. But I also, I always thought all those women were like faking the funk and were like, oh, I'm just going to like pretend like I'm going to sleep like with you no, up until the point did, where I have to. Right? And then I'm going to go like that. Yes. Else, it's one of those things where it's like obviously we have this in the contract for a very specific reason which means that somebody did it along the lines so, so did they not we- like i wonder with like old love island which old love island was wild if anyone hasn't watched oh, yeah. the old early oh, uk yeah. seasons they're like having sex above the covers don't give a fuck i'm assuming at that point they must just test everyone before they go into the show because they know oh, that yeah. there's like a possibility that there someone's going to be hooking up with someone but i guess they probably didn't do that with flavor of love like they don't no it was like so... a health screening or something i guess it could you have to like pass you could you have to pass some sort of like mental health screening and i think especially now more than ever i probably in the oh, last yeah, 10 now. plus years you get tested before bachelor bachelorette or any of those shows all of as the, well. yeah all those shows but, yeah but flavor of love oh. is so ahead of its time i'm sure they were like no, yeah. this guy this is all for show and they're like oh no it's actually happening oh god what about rock of love holy oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god like that is that show another gift to reality tv is like let's get these aging rock stars and rap stars and a bunch of women who will totally bang them who never got a chance to be groupies back in the day and let's give them that chance <laughs> let's give them that chance to like live out their groupie fantasy my basically God. Yeah, i think i want to the- be on the on the fly on a wall for like the uh creation of america's next top model because i just would love oh, I I, like tyra is so bananas i want to like, see person. tyra behind the scenes yes like, i, I so bad see- <laughs> and also like you know an, an honor mention i also want to be somewhere in the room when tyra is talking about creating smize cream her ice cream wine. oh that's right <laughs> that's she's like, had so many fuck? failed like things after top model it's oh like my God. The theme park the she theme park? Like, a model yeah. theme park she was like trying to write like that book like model landia she yeah. shot that like commercial for the theme park and i think tyson beckford was in it and they were like on a beach rolling around you're like girl what is this oh. to do with a theme park like what's yeah, happening what in here oh my guys oh that would my be a god good one. top model would be a good one i definitely want to do that i want to be a fly on the wall when they like we're casting Lisa Barlow in Salt Lake City because I just like what a what a weird experience that must have been. Oh my she, god. Wasn't she on another show? I thought someone said that they'd seen her on something like oh, I, I want to say it's, it's it, oh, it's behind the scenes in one of Kyle's parties at Beverly Hills. She's at oh. Kyle's boutique in the back. I think it's honestly before. that makes so much sense because we saw a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle loves to ski. She loves a kimosabi hat. Like them running in the same circles kind of like tracks for me. I just think Lisa oh, totally. is just such a fucking character. And she, oh, again, yeah, she it's like, 
I'm on play all the time, and I really do believe this is exactly how she is, and I feel bad for her kids. I'm sure she just, like, walks in their room in the morning and just starts talking in non-sequiturs. Like, I just... Yeah, and they're like, what? What's, What's going, going on? on? Um, and then I think, you know, I would think I would like to be... I think I would have liked to have been privy to, like, the Sandoval stuff, the Scandoval stuff for Vanderpump. Like, to be a producer behind the yes, scenes? Yes, like, what what goes into it? Like, what clips are we using? Like, how are we did building you know? our case? Yes. Like, did, did you know Did you know when you story? knew it? Like, yes. I think that's always fascinating. Because, um, like, yeah, we watched so the behind the there was like a variety piece it was like a behind the scene of um the making of the finale of salt lake emily and i watched yes it. and heather and like the two the two producers that i'm calling mother lisa and Lori from shed and then uh Lori is like the showrunner on it talking about how they assembled the whole thing and how they would never keep the sort of information because they don't want to ruin the trust with the rest of the cast because then mm-hmm. if you know it and you didn't tell them and you set them up in this way they'll never trust you or do anything you ask no. them to ever again no and the yeah. same thing with Sandoval. Like, if they set all this up and they didn't tell Ariana and she found out later, she would completely leave the show and they would be super fucked. So I, I don't believe that, but I would just be, I would be fascinated to know, like, what calls are you making? How are you not calling them being like, get the fuck off this podcast immediately. Shut up. Yeah. The fact that all that, that also is the, is the problem with the fatigue of it is that <laughs> right after, like, we just all talked about it right after the whole thing happened, everyone had a podcast, started one or just went on them for like two months. So the fact that, like, we're starting back at that old place in the new season, like, I know we want to see the fallout, like, in real time, but, like, I hope they don't spend too much time there because we really want to see, like, what's happening now. Like, we kind Mm -hmm. of know the fallout because we lived through the fallout with you guys. We were looking at your Instagrams. We were looking at, like, what you were saying on all the podcasts. We saw all the money that you guys made. And something Mm -hmm. about her... That needs to be like, why is this not open? Um, someone said that something about her is the new she by Sheree. That's <laughs> so rude. That's so rude. I was rude. like, oh no. I was like, I think it's going to open. I think no, it's like, I do. I, I, I think really it's like a zoning think, problem. I was going to say, I, it really yeah. is permits. <laughs> like what it is. My, my, esthet- my esthetician, her husband is like a restaurateur. And him and his son have been trying to open up a bakery for like two fucking years. And it's just like a permitting issue. Yeah, and it, it like just takes forever. They're tape. backed up. Yeah, and so I mean, they really got fucked over with like the parklet and all this other stuff. So it's not she by charade. There's yeah, there's a real storefront by, there. Someone said Sheree couldn't Shiree. even get the fucking website up in time. Like it immediately crashed. So let's let's, let's give them a little credit and a little time. Sheree's an icon. I she someone is. said the other day they're like I think she's gonna win traders just like backwardsly, like not even knowing that where she is, and she thinks she's on like a vacation. She's like, huh? Like what's going on? I was like, she really she might doesn't be the know. Last one standing. Yeah, she's just like, every round. Huh? Oh, her and Kevin are like, what? Huh? What's going what? on? You're like, Kevin's so fucking smooth brained. It's insane. Like, we'll just we'll just vote with the group, I guess. We don't know who's going on. Yeah, I'm sure there's, Sheree was like, so... I saw Phaedra was coming, so I just said, yes, I don't know. It's not a vacation. I mean, I haven't seen all of what Phaedra's done, but I know Miss Phaedra Park, so I know what she's capable of. And I just, oh my just God. based on like some of the spoilers that I've seen that people talk about, because I'm like halfway behind. And people are like, oh my God, they came for the housewives. I was like, if you come for Phaedra, you you can't. Like she, you to can't, me, to this you can't day, do it. The meanest comment, I think to to this day of all the housewives, I would I think I would say the reunion that reunion comment that about reunion like read forever. Oh my god! Forever. I think it's the meanest thing a housewife has ever said. Oh, which is one hundred percent true. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kenya had nothing to say. Nothing. 
And I, it's not it's even mean. like that she can read you down. For me, it's the fact that this woman lied about her pregnancy she's and how long she She just loves yes. to lie. She yeah. loves to lie. So the fact that you guys don't get that she's a traitor tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. Come I was on, like, you guys. You, you guys are really bad at this. Uh, I think even other people are going to, they're going to figure it out. But I, yeah, we're, I'm pulling for her and CT. Like I'm, I'm I waiting for that. I want them to get that. together. I want I'm this reboot for that, the bodyguard. That oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's what someone said. They're like, this is the bodyguard. I was like, oh, I'm waiting. And speaking of love connections that are about to happen, we are on the cusp of a brand new Love is Blind season, oh, which yeah, is like the most the hellish, the hellish Netflix show that has just completely ruined. I, I mean, it's great because I love listening to all these podcasts. So I'm really excited to li- listen to you guys and keep up with it because my friends are like, how the fuck are you watching this? This is like so bad. I was like, <laughs> I can't we stop. don't know. I mean, no. Yeah, I was we like, don't I can't know. stop. And they it's are very similar to The Bachelor in that everyone yes. thinks yes. they're going to be a Lauren and Cameron. And we're not going to get yes. it. It's not no, gonna happen yeah. again, unfortunately. No, we watched the mess. Even the other, even the like two other couples that are still together this day, like the closest we've come to are like Brett and Alexa, and they're ba- they're actually pregnant, which like that's exciting. But but they're just not they're just not Lauren and Cameron. There's no, no one can be them, and it's just yeah. I I wonder where it's gonna go now that we know the producers are capable of bringing in like these messy timelines where people used to date and like I oh I that's wonder. right yeah we had I that like, wonder. Uh, Oh my god. Like wait, oh god, what was is that, that girl still married to Milton? I think they're still married. It's so they're crazy. gonna be married based on spite. Like neither uh-huh. one of them like each yeah. other, but like out of spite, they're gonna stay married <laughs> yeah. for like so at least true. five years. Try us, world. Yeah. Try us. <laughs> they were well, bad from the start. I mean, come on. Oh my god. And speaking of the bachelor, um, what's her face? Giannina and Blake are like about to have a baby together too. They are. Wait, yes. is he from The Bachelor? The yes. guy? He yeah. was on, oh. Emily, what season was he on? Was he on um the one after he Rachel, was, right? The one after Rachel. So who would that have oh, been? So then it was Ari and then it was Rachel, Ari. Oh, Becca. Becca season. Becca. Yeah, he was yeah, because he oh god, yeah, because we were Joe. We used to call him Balake. <laughs> 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 after the Kiki Peel. But anyway, um, I yeah, that's an interesting reality crossover, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's a couple and then I still can't believe Bartise was the first to have a child out of all of those contestants. And who was like, that girl? The, like, who thought weren't she, you that... just on the show? Like, when did you have oh time god. to like, get with this girl? He was just a little scammer, I think. I, I don't. Oh my god! About I did love his that dick. girl's family. They were like, we fucking hate him. Like the girl's brother was like gonna beat oh, him up. Yes, <laughs> my god. Nancy's family. Nancy's yeah. family. Well, they were my the mom and the brother. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And wasn't oh she like a bail bondsman? I was like, where are the cameras? This is a show. Yeah. Like, bring in the we... bounty hunters. Yeah. Bring in the bounty hunters. hunters. I was like, what the fuck? Why are we not following her? I don't understand. Like, I- I'm excited for New Love is Blind because we're going to get another like hot mess like Shane or oh, I'm sure. oh, Cole or so, one of those like weirdo geeky guys I, we're going to get. I don't get. know about you guys, but Netflix really wants me to watch Love is Blind Sweden. And I, I have yeah, a friend. I keep seeing it. I have a friend watching it because her family is Swedish and she has been telling me that it's it's good, but it's like so different because culturally Sweden puts no emphasis on marriage. Like people have kids together and like stay together and like domestic partnerships and all that. And everybody, almost everyone on the show is like mid thirties or older. That's so what it's they like, need to do on Netflix. I know. So it's a whole different dynamic. So I'm kind of curious. Like I want to, I, the only thing with that one is you're, you're going to have to pay attention because of subtitles. Oh, the and subtitles. That's like the yeah, one, yeah. 
that's the thing when you watch a four in love is blind uh you have to it's not a phone show anymore you know you can't mm-hmm. be like playing on your phone <laughs> or a yeah. chores a chores or show doing chores like yeah. you have to be you have to be on the couch watching um so so that's the only thing but i've heard i've heard good things so that might be i watched the japanese one with my ex a few times and that was very interesting too because they were even younger because in japan they get married younger so there was an interesting mix there were some older but they it was so chaste because in japanese culture like they just don't kiss upon meeting like they was just a hug at most when they finally met the person that they had proposed to like it was very okay very chaste and different. So I'm, I am curious about Swedish Love is Blind. I'll, I'll report back. I'm waiting for UK, baby. Give me mess. They're, oh, they're yes. Out. There's no date yet. There's no date yet, but I'm waiting for UK because Love oh. Island is like my is like my crack right now. I just I'm like, <laughs> love that show. And like the personalities that I feel like you can get from like UK reality stars are like second to none. So I feel like those pods will need to be sanitized. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be kind of nuts. I'm actually really excited. Also, I'm excited to see more of England because oh. I, because it's such a small area. You know how they do it here? It's like the city. Mm-hmm. They like do it based on cities, but I don't know how they're going to do it there. Like they can't, they might be yeah. able to do it where like, cause some people in England, like if you live like way to the North and someone's in London, like you can't, they're so far apart that one's going to have to move to the other. So they can't do everyone yeah. in London. Like I want to know how they're going to like go about making that work, but I think it's supposed to be soon. They don't have a date yet, but I'm really yeah. waiting for that. Did you watch 90 day fiance UK? Yes, I do. Or did another good one. Yeah. A it's great another, show. another such- great one. Yeah. I That's need to so get good. sucked in. I don't know. I, I, do you might though? Like, I know. It's, it's such like, a commitment. Watch the old ones. You should watch like season six of regular 90 Day. That's with yeah. like Colt and Larissa. Like that's when it was really oh my good. God. Like it was wild. Colt you should watch like season six. Like you'll be, you can jump right in. But the new yeah. ones. Excellent. They repeat little... so much info over time too. Yeah. And you don't ever need, they give you constant, they give you context constantly. So mm-hmm. you'll never be lost. It is the that's learning channel after all. That's good to know. Uh, Lauren, have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? Not Naked and Afraid. Um, a Naked a- Naked Attraction? That British so show. Oh, wait. Naked. That one's the one that's England, right? Is that mm-hmm. one based in England? No, yeah. I've heard about it, though. Yeah. How is it? It's great. It's really great. You see, it's a, good. You see a lot of dongs and butts, you know? So yeah. be prepared for that. But, like, it is... Like, the fact that people can hear the other person... Everything. Who's judging your naked body is so mental to me. But I feel I, like that might be a yeah. good precursor to Love is Blind UK. Emily, uh, oh, yes, tell me if okay. I'm wrong. But yeah. I see it. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Yeah, it's oh, on Max. That's a great so show. I, I highly yeah. recommend it. It's such a silly dating show. And Brits are just so funny to me. Yeah, even I know. They're like so funny. Fully naked, they're still so uptight. It's so funny. That's so funny. God, I mean, there are just so many things coming up. And my last question is, what are you currently watching, like, scripted-wise, outside of reality? What's, like, your current thing that you're watching? I am loving True Detective Night Country. Just started it. One episode in. I'm starting it tonight. I'm starting it tonight. So what I love about True Detective Night Country and also another show I was really obsessed with that I still need to finish, but I got distracted with work, um, Murder at the End of the World. Just, I'm in the middle of that. It's ex- incredible. Excellent shows. And so I good. do not like Emma Corrin. I thought they were the worst like Diana her. on the crown. I They have this like bird, baby bird thing. Like the same reason that people don't like Kristen Stewart is why I don't like Emma Corrin. I, there's oh, something okay. about them that I don't like. But I love them in Murder at the End of the World that they were perfect as like a millennial Nancy Drew. 
But my my main point is that the thing that both of those shows do really well is that they take place in really cold places. And the sound design is incredible. You feel fucking cold watching this show. You hear Mm -hmm. the wind. The perpetual darkness on Night Country drives me nuts because I'm like, why are you looking at this dead body in the dead of night? It's like, oh, wait. The sun's not coming out for like four more months. Like you gotta yeah. do it this way. And I think I love Jodie Foster. She's all time great actor, an icon. Yeah, so good in it. I just I really love how creepy the show is. It gets under your skin, and it's just uncomfortable and creepy, and it's dark. And I know this is cliche, but I love that both of the women leads are not good people. That they they behave essentially like Marty and Russ from like the first season, but everyone's have a fucking problem mm-hmm. with because they're women. But I love the fact people that they're like problem with it. I've heard that people are like, oh, like, yeah, like, Jodie Foster's a lesbian, so, like, she would fuck this guy. I'm like, she's an actor. What? Or fuck the dude. Who cares? Like, what are you oh, guys talking that's weird. about? It's, it's a such movie. It's stupid commentary. A, a series, Again, she's yeah. at work doing her job. Um, but she's so good in it. And I just, I just like that they're both super ballsy, unapologetic, and mean women. And I find that the commentary on climate change and hmm. the murder of indigenous women and how people don't fucking care and that everybody's yeah. so used to sweeping under the rug and that the murder of indigenous women are not necessarily coming down to like one murder or whatever it is society as a whole it is not yeah. that murders them and keeps them buried i find that to be super I- interesting so those are my two big scripted shows that i can't like i don't ever miss and the most recent season of fargo was fucking excellent too i was about to say so Ooh, that's I've my never transition watched fargo. there i want to watch this it this season though incredible Gino Temple is just like oh, I love her oh my god she's so good oh but I will god. say Lauren you don't need to there it's an anthology series so you could just jump in and watch this most recent season and you're and completely you, fine you don't need anything else. I want to watch the is Kirsten Dunst like season because I love that one's great Dunn. too that watch too? it okay. so good that would yeah. be my second one, favorite season two yeah I'd, I would say season two season one and season five are like my top three the third season yes. where it's Ian McGregor playing his own twin was also good and I have to rewatch it because it's a commentary on the 2016 election, and it came out in 2016. <gasps> and so I was just too angry all the time yeah. oh, to God. actually I can't judge even it talk about by it its now. merits. So I want to go back and rewatch it now and be from a less angry so, place. <laughs> the mm. other the other shows that I'm watching right now. So actually, on Friday night uh, or on Friday, I watched all of Griselda. Oh, was that good? Oh, uh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, so I look. It has its moments, and apparently, the truth is stretched at certain points. But sure. Sofia Vergara was incredible. Yeah, they say I she's thought great. She was so good. And I was a little weary because they basically monstered her, if you will, with the like, oh. you know, prosthetics. I'm sorry, like, but it was on. it was a very light dusting of monster, okay? Like yeah, she's still yeah, it was, yeah. It, she can real still woman but she, does I mean, not look like her. No. She looks not no, at all. she does not. But what I will say was this was um it's it's really well done. I really enjoyed it. Sir Sophia Vergara was really good in it. Um, everybody in it is great. Like just really good acting all around. I think it was six episodes. Highly recommend that. Latest season of Fargo, loved it. And then I just started it this week. Um, the Swans, the new oh, FX. Was that good? Uh, yeah, was I it like good? it so far because and I love a lot of those actresses. So I was just really excited. So so far I've enjoyed it, and I've also been on the side reading up on the real life story about the Swans and like all of these, you know, New York society women, but like super interesting. Um, I don't even think they needed to like have this whole like campaign where they're like, they were the original housewives. Oh yeah, like, I saw that. The original housewives. Like, okay. All right. Um, but no, so far really good, but it is funny because there is in fact a tie in to the housewives of New York because of, um, Lee Radswell. Rads- Lee Radswell. Oh. Who is Carol's former mother-in-law. Yeah. 
I love yeah, Carol. So Me too. Are, bring Carol back, scripted. please. Yeah, bring bring writer well, girl back. They yeah. might, though. I mean, if Bethany's not there, thank the Lord. I let's hope. She's what so is wrong with her? Like I, I don't know. I could have what never predicted. I could never yes. predicted that downfall. I never yes. could have predicted that she would be the way that she is now, eating in front of the camera, like two inches the from the camera. The fucking crab boil oh my video. God. Oh, oh my god! It haunts my oh nightmares. My god. <laughs> Like, but I also don't want makeup tips from her. No. I don't want to know what products she like. Why would Bethany Frankel be? And maybe I'm being like a shallow bitch, but like you know what? She was a shallow bitch for a long time, so I get to be like that. But why would I look to Bethany Frankel for advice on what like makeup dudes I should be buying? Well, I think you know why because she's trying to be fucking relatable, you know, and yes. she's not relatable, and she's she really needs relatable. to lean into that. Like you are right. very, very rich. Go be very, very rich and very quiet. Yeah. Like one thing that Emily and I always say with Kara. <laughs> from everyone's business of mine is like if i were as rich as bethany you would never see my face again i never I would be gone poof there's yeah. there's strength in silence mm-hmm. and you can't buy fame though you can have as much money as you want but you want to be on tv and you constantly shit on bravo that gave you all of that money yeah don't bite the hand <laughs> like, seriously what did you think you were going to be doing without bravo in the very beginning we remember that you were selling those cookies in the grocery store and like oh nobody was buying them. And speaking of Alex McCord, made her original first design for Skinny Girl. So you know, yeah. let's all like pay respect to where we started. Yeah, right. Like, come on. I and I, I think it's really annoying that too. She had like uh, Raquel on her podcast, and like, it was so bad. Talk, it was all oh, talking ads. about how they've, oh my god, all they've, uh, they've abused you. They've used you. I'm like, what are you doing, Bethany? You're abusing her by using oh, her for god. like yeah. bait right now because you need people to listen to your show. And I think isn't she producing yes, Raquel's that, podcast? Yeah, Rachel goes rogue or whatever the fuck. Ugh, Which like yes. I can't even believe it. This girl was <laughs> never good at public show. speaking. I don't know. What she was never public about? speaking. She was always like nervous about stuff. And honestly, if you actually value your mental health, why the fuck are you getting back into this? And people are going to be over it. Yeah. I know. You're not with Tom anymore. And what is it? He's with someone else now, according to TMZ. He's with some model that Leo also dated. I was like, oh, this is working out great. <laughs> like some like 20, uh, she's probably not 25 now. She's probably like 27. But I was like, does she know Age the appropriate. show? Like, does she watch the show? Or she probably, probably not. Well, I, I well, actually went the other way. Now. I was like, everybody probably does. And I'm sure well, that's, that's the true, whole appeal yeah. of being with him is now I get this like tangential oh. shine from like a piece of shit. Oh my God. No. Oh, like, oh God. Well, I hope that this season of Vanderpump, I feel like we should reconvene at the end of this season. Happily. Because let's yeah, do a recap. Let's Absolutely. do like a season recap. Well, I'm going to take like just kind of vague notes in my phone of like, what yeah. I thought was going to happen. I kind of want to take some notes of like what I think is going to happen versus like what actually Ooh, ends I like up that. happening. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So I think the whole like Tom and Katie with that girl that they're both kissing, I think that's a ruse. We'll be able to figure mm-hmm. out yes. if that's fake, like production driven. Wait, Lauren, what do you think about Schwartz quote unquote confessing about making out with Sheena in Vegas like however long ago? But that wasn't that long ago. Was that before Sheena was even married? I don't, I don't know. We don't we know. We don't know. I don't why know. is he I making out like, with everyone? Like, he's, why is he just like, know. oh, I just made out with them? I'm like, why are you doing that though? Like, why? And also, it's weird. From everything we saw last season, him making out with Raquel. I don't want that. That's gross. Ugh. No, it was Ugh. gross. It's a terrible kisser. The fact that he knew, uh, and, and I love the way like Lisa Vanderpump at the reunion was like, you knew that they were together, and you were still, oh, like I was like, yeah, it's sick. It's really <laughs> fucking sick that like oh he God. did that for his friend. Be like, hey, just go make out with that girl, and like. 
you are everyone knows like you know and they fucked in mexico like several times i was like when you were at the wedding like how did nobody catch you at all like nobody caught you guys just talking or what it was sheena's like dress designer or whatever did catch them but they thought it was tom schwartz not sandoval because they could tell the two apart and so he's like oh yeah (sighs) Schwartz making out with that girl that you guys said he was gonna make out with and so people did see them and they were gone for like large swaths of time and people and nobody really like double checked because you're you're drinking you're busy or whatever so i find all of that to be very interesting It's, it's very weird but we are at the end of our discussion of everything. I hope everyone was able to keep up. It was kind of all over the place, but <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, we are on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, The Old Millennials Pod, and on social, on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow us, we're at The Old Millennials Pod there. So really easy to kind of find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cool, cool. I mean, you guys have so many episodes to catch up on, too. I mean, you guys have a lot, so it's really great. There's so many different variations of topics, so I cannot wait to something talk for to everyone. you again. Yeah! I mean, literally, something <laughs> for everyone. Every and if single person. Lauren, if you're gonna watch Love is Blind, you should come on and talk about an episode with us, because we're gonna do, like, an in-between season before we start up our new season. Oh, I'm totally yeah. down. Totally down. I'm so excited. I even watched, like, the intro of the cast or whatever the one oh, thing they too. had out. like yeah i watched it i was like okay i'm ready to judge I gotta these know, people who are now. my players yeah is it next <laughs> is it next week when the does it 14th. start valentine's day oh shit. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah it's pretty soon it's bleak i'm gonna tell yeah. my husband we're we're canceling our valentine's day plan so i can watch love is blind <laughs> what is it gonna be like four episodes because they usually drop like four or five at, at once so yeah, yeah it's like they we have four hours you. of tv yeah yeah sorry totally. i gotta cancel dinner i gotta watch love switch is blind. that dine out to take to take out i know right you're like shut up i'm watching the show <laughs> <laughs> oh well it was so fun and yeah we will speak again soon this is a blast right. thank you thank so much for thank having you. us on yeah. and letting us talk about wide-ranging reality tv topics <laughs> anytime anytime this is all we need a couple of smokes a cup of coffee and a little bit of conversation you and me and five bucks you got it